0: Uh, hold on. Yes. Welcome to the Spirit of Fire podcast for October 16th, 2013. The topic for this podcast is what is good about Halo 4. Now we've got some of the things going on, but before I get to that, let me uh, introduce my co-hosts. We have Martin and Zach. Fellas, say hi.
1: Evening,
0: evening. (laughs) Hey there, guys. What's going on? How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Fantastical. Fantastic. Awesome
0: good right. as always. What's that awesome as always? As always. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the main topics we're going to talk about, we'll do the week, of, week in Halo as we always do. Uh, we're going to talk about what's good in Halo. And then uh, a special bit we're going to do is Halo 3 for free, which just came out today. But we'll get to that at the end. So uh, let's uh, go over the week in Halo. Uh, first things first, we have uh, McFarlane. Uh, who has one of the toy licenses for Halo, has revealed that their Halo 4 statue uh, is uh, going to be available for purchase on December 6th. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with this, this is Master Chief in the pose that you see from the cover of Halo 4. Uh, This is the second large-scale statue that they've done. The first one was the... uh, the Hunter, Master Chief versus the Hunter set. Uh, and this one, uh, that was 500 uh, as far as a run. This one is only going to be 1000 So while it's double the amount, uh, it still promises to sell pretty quickly. The first one sold out very fast. Um, the cost on this one is actually more than the Hunter one. Uh, it's going to be $295. Part of the reason for that is that it actually comes with removable weapons. Uh, you have the AR to start but you can also uh have master chief with an energy sword or with a bolt shot so uh, uh that's partly why I'm assuming why this is more expensive than the previous one hmm. um have you you guys have seen what it looks like right yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it looks pretty good i think yeah it does it looks awesome uh i don't know that i'm going to be able what's that a want... one. I want
2: one, but there's no way I'm going to be able to afford
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know what? Even, even, you know, you could probably afford the statue, but I'm telling you what, man, that shipping down to Australia where you're at pff, <laughs> probably be a killer, bro. That would be a lot of money. Oh, be about shit. the same oh, cost dude. as the statue. You know? Because <laughs> it is pretty <laughs> heavy. In fact, let me see if I can see if there's anywhere in the listing here it's that shows how pounds, heavy it is. It? Uh, I do know that yeah, it's, it's, it's 12 inches tall. Ah, uh, and I'm not seeing anything at the moment. Yeah, I'm not seeing what
2: so an impulse So Does that choose what is it three fifty US or two fifty US? Two so ninety five, yeah. Two two ninety five after conversion. Even though the Australian dollar is supposed to be better than the American dollar at the moment, offer an extra fifty sixty bucks on that with conversion, and you're probably looking at another one hundred because of the size of the box. Right, um, and the weighting of it, and the and the courier um, distribution, it'll probably be about an extra hundred.
0: Yeah, so uh, you're next, talking about 450 uh, your costs then.
2: Woo, at least, at least.
0: Now, at I, least, I will say, and you and I have talked about this. I will say that you know the value of that piece will probably go up because of its limited availability. But still, $450 is a lot to ask for any one statue, even 295 I think. Uh, there's a rare few pieces like that that I have in my collection. Again, I do have the Hunter statue, and um, there's some things that I have from Star Wars that are kind of that kind of thing, but that's going from years ago. Um, I personally am not one of these kinds that that buys the really high-end stuff not just because i can't happen to afford it right now even when i can afford it or what you know previous to this um i just didn't find a hell of a lot of interest in doing that because you never know when you might have somebody over to your house and they're checking it out and you know what if they bump it it drops it breaks you know it's like fuck you you, you can't get replacements you know there's no mm-hmm. way so I don't want to be pissed at somebody else for breaking something like that. And like Martin, you've got kids, man. There's no way in hell I'd get it if I had a kid. Yeah. There's no offense on yeah. your kids, man. This is just kids in general, man. Something like that. That shit would be lock and key, you know. And 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 you know, it would be in my own private room or something. There's no way I'd have it around with kids. In display <laughs> case or yeah. something. Yeah. Just 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 on that just on that I, I think I was telling you the other day.
2: I've got three kind of loose Halo Four. Figures that are, that were kind of on the top of my display. Yeah. My son managed to shake my shake my stand, drop them down, and the next minute my daughter and my son are playing with them. I was there oh, wearing my wife was to tell me. Oh, <laughs> see, see, that's what I'm saying, man.
0: And those are those are just simple figures which can be replaced. Can you imagine something like that happening with a statue? Especially if he shook that thing down, if it fell on him, oh my god, that would be a disaster. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Good parenting. I probably should be thinking about that first. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that wasn't what I was trying to say, bro. That wasn't what I was trying to say. But since we're talking about no, I'm joking. <laughs> but but anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, but anyways, yeah, it's a very cool looking statue. Um, uh, you know, I'm appealing to uh, McFarland now. Maybe I can get one. Actually, what I'm thinking about doing, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but uh, and I'll make a decision by the end of the week, I am thinking about doing a pre-order contest for this uh, so that what would happen is, is you would need to send me uh, money ahead of time uh, as your entry <coughs> for... Um, For a statue, uh, the cost would be $20 per person. So I would need to get a minimum of of like 20 people that would account for the cost of the statue plus the shipping as well. And if I was able to get that many people, then I would be able to pre-order it. And then I would do a live drawing. Uh, I would try to do this video so people could see it, you know, uh, so that, you know, everything's on the up and up, um, but this way, uh, you know, somebody out there would be lucky enough to uh, to get one. Um, and if we got more uh, more than 20, that would be great. You know, the more the merrier. Um, but we'll see. You know, I'm not sure if I'm going to do that yet. But uh, stay tuned to com on that. Okay, the next so, thing. Oh, go ahead. What? So I'm guessing no international orders for this? <laughs> well, no. Uh, you know what? Here, here's the thing. Whoever wins would still have to pay for shipping ah there you go (laughs) so you know because it would be shipped to me first because i'd have to pre-order like right away and you know and then i would do the uh then i would do the the drawing so you know that's one thing that would be part of the contest is is you know if you win you you have to pay for shipping to yourself but you know what on that note though if you were lucky enough to win martin still if you put in 20 bucks then that wouldn't be so bad you know
2: it's it, you know. <laughs> <No worries. laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, okay. So uh, the next thing then is that uh, uh, Dark Horse Comics has come out with Halo Initiation number three. That's the last in this mini series, and it wraps up the story of Sarah Palmer before the beginning of the video game Spartan Assault. Um, uh, of course, I have this. In fact, I was lucky enough last month uh, when Zach was here, we were able to get uh, the second issue. Uh, And I was able to get uh, issue number three uh, this time around, got my two copies as I wanted. Um, And it wasn't bad. It moved along really fast. Uh, And that's something I think I kind of didn't like. I think this series could have easily been stretched out to six comics. But I think because uh, Spartan Assault came out in, uh, what was it, July or August... Uh, that they didn't want to spread out the comics too far away from the release of the game, so they only did it as three issues. Uh, the artwork in it is pretty good. The cover is certainly better than number two. Number two was uh, really, um, you know, not to say that it all wasn't comic booky, but this one was really, the second one was really comic booky art, you know, meaning that um, she kind of had this weird pose to her, and she looked a little too girly, and... You know, mm-hmm. just it. It like the first one looked more like a painting. The third one, same thing, looks looks like a painting, and I believe that's what they probably were, and they looked good, and I think they did justice to the series. Whereas the second one makes Palmer look a little bit like a sex object, and I think we all know <laughs> she's not that. She is far from that. You know, uh, she's a little too
1: manly to be a sex object. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, so uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but anyways, but Halo, Halo Initiation Number Three was good. Uh, I certainly recommend getting it. Uh, and of course, if you buy it, there is a code in each one that you can get the digital version as well. So if for some reason something happens happens to your hard copy version, you will have that digital version. Um, and you can find those uh, typically at any of your local comic book stores, who I most definitely recommend buying it from because. Uh, buying from your local comic book store uh, supports your local local economy as opposed to buying from anybody online if you do buy from online then i would say to buy buy directly from the source from dark horse if you're if it's possible okay next thing uh, as always we uh, talk about the halo bulletin and there's a few things to bring up in this Uh, one key thing is that uh, Majestic, the DLC map pack, is no longer needed for Team Slayer. Yeah. And Good. Yes. Good. And, and, and the thing is, there were immediate responses to that. Yeah, uh, I saw that the other night. <laughs> yeah, previous to that, uh, I gave this analogy, I think, in last week's podcast, and I'll do it again here, adding in what happened now. Uh, previously, Big Team Battle used to run somewhere around 7,000. And when Majestic was not part of it, it was at about 3,500. And then when uh, for for Team Slayer, but then when Majestic became required, it dropped down to about 700. So it, it was only 10 percent of what B T B was. Or if you look at it the other way, it, it dropped about 80 percent of what its population was in Team Slayer when Majestic became mandatory. However, now that Majestic was taken away and it's back to being just Team Slayer and no DLC is required. Those numbers are back up. In fact, the other night, uh, I think it was, well, it might have been just yesterday, uh, I was looking and BTB was about 5,000, but Team Slayer was actually up to 2,900. So that actually surpassed wow. it's the 50% mark of where it was before. So that really just shows you there's a lot of people uh, that wanted to play Team Slayer that did not want to buy the DLC, you know, and it really just is another a uh, point to show that there needs to be a DLC-only playlist separate from your core game types, you know, your playlists. Mm-hmm. Team Slayer should never have to have something that has something mandatory. That's something that most everybody likes to play. You know, when you've got a smaller group with you and you don't really feel like going into BTV to get a lot of randoms, you go into Team Slayer. That's something you should do, you know. Uh, and Sh- Shouldn't they, like...
1: Judge that based on DLC sales, <laughs> because DLC sales can't be that great. Yeah, well, this game at
0: least. You'd think that. You'd think that, but you know, there's there's some decision making there on three four three that uh, is not quite going the right way. But we're trying to make just, this a positive podcast this week, so let's not delve on that too much.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say. I was just reading the part of the bulletin that I actually talk about. They uh, they knew that the numbers would drop, um, but with the DLC um, mandatory in the playlist, <laughs> but they're, they're trying to make it sound like they it was. <laughs> I don't know. They they resurrected it and took it out um, because of uh, feedback that, from the community. I don't know if that was the case.
0: Okay. But, yeah. The way. Okay. That was supposed to have actually been. A, an experiment they said that previous that it was, was going to be an experiment to see you know what would happen and I'm sorry but that's a failed experiment and if they really had listened to the Halo community and the feedback they would have taken that shit out within a week because I noticed that within the first couple of days it was like wait a minute man there is something seriously not wrong or there's something seriously wrong here with Majestic being in although I have it you know, some of my friends don't, but it also looks like a lot of the populace of Halo 4 does not have it. So, you know, why keep it in there? You know, you, you, it should have been pretty obvious to them that they didn't need to continue on with the experiment as long as they did. That they could have said, you know what, it made an immediate impact. It dropped this much. We're taking it out and we're going back. You know, so I mean, you know, so you eat a little crow. Big deal. You know, you do what's right by the community. But, you know. The people that have Majestic is a variable
1: somewhere in matchmaking. They should be able to pull that data and see how many people have it, how many people don't. Is this a good idea? Is it not a good idea? Right, right. I, I mean, I think that I, I can't remember exactly how many, how long in, but Halo 3 never required DLC until, like, long after it was yeah.
0: released. it was much later, definitely. Yeah. Now, now, since we are mentioning this, um, you know, I got to say with the population numbers that are there, uh, they need to come up. And there's a few options that they have to do that. Uh, One thing with regards to DLC is, I think now they need to do a DLC sale for Halo 4. Oh, yeah. It just just really needs to happen. You know, if they expect to get any kind of numbers back, they need to do at least a 50% sale, you know, and slash that. Now, that said, because the Halo 4 Game of the Year edition is out, and that's $40... You get the game, you get all the DLC. That's one option, but it's still not really a sale price because most people that are most people that you know, well, they have Halo Four. Well, why would they want to spend forty more dollars because they already spent sixty to get the game, yeah. even if they got just the basic edition? So you're telling them that they got to buy this Game of the Year edition for forty more, and then they'll have all of the the maps. Well, that's what they cost right now. You know, it's ten dollars per you know per for Castle Crimson, Majestic, and the Champions Bundle. Those were all ten dollars each. So the only thing extra, really, that this ends up giving getting you with the Game of the Year Edition is uh, some Avatar items and uh, the pre order armors, which they're cool. But is that really worth that additional cost then? So you know, while it's nice to have had the Game of the Year Edition, I really think it really is time to have an actual sale on DLC to get people to buy this because I don't know anybody that's bought the Game of the Year edition. Is it um, already out? Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Here. Yeah. I'm surprised that there wasn't like
1: more hype about it.
0: Like, hey Hi, game of the year, game the, of
1: the year. There's
0: there's a there's a big word there, hype, huh? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Seems to me we I need to have some hype about Halo, made. but yeah. Um, Okay, we we better move on, because I really want to try and keep this positive this week. Okay. 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 All right. So uh, the rotational playlist uh, changes every two weeks, and it changed this week. It went from being King of the Hill to being Oddball. And Oddball, uh, this playlist now has a variant in it called Sticky Ball, which is that there's no loadouts, uh, there's no armor abilities. What you have only is sticky detonator and sticky grenades, and that's it. Uh, You can pick up stickies. Thank God you don't have to worry about, you know, whenever you run over wherever there would be a sticky, it just automatically picks up, Uh, and it's unlimited sticky debt, so that's good. Uh, However, now I don't know if you guys have played this, but I played it last night. And I ran into a crap ton, that's a technical term, of Uh lag, and I was not enjoying it. And I don't know if that was just, you know, it, it didn't seem to be my connection because any other playlist I played that night, last night, I didn't have that kind of lag. It was only in Oddball. So I don't know, maybe that's your experience or not. So if it is uh, anybody listening out there or you too as well, let me know. Uh, I'd be interested to see if, uh, if it's just something that happened with me or if it's something, an oddball or what
1: does it, does it play really well or is it like utterly frustrating? <laughs> Sticky ball. Yeah. Oh, frustrating as shit. Yeah. Cause when I was reading it, I was like, wait a second, explosives and then more explosives.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now that look, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, uh, in the, in the, In the times that I didn't have lag, I was enjoying the shit out of it, but it wasn't because I wasn't playing oddball. I was playing, you know, just to get the sticky deck kills, which, funny enough, I finished those. I I mastered that, you know, a few weeks back, but it was still fun having unlimited stickies, you know, I almost had an overkill. It was like, oh, God, it was like probably within a second, within, and I almost had an overkill on it with just sticky debts, and it was just, oh, it was glorious. But again, I had so much lag that I didn't really get to enjoy it as much as I wanted to, and again, I found myself playing more for, you know, just just getting the kills and for the fun of getting sticky debt kills than I was playing the actual oddball, which is not something I normally do. Normally, I play the hell out of the objective. So, you know, take that for what it is. Interesting. Yeah, now I know I will be playing a bit of that uh, if it doesn't give me any lag for the next two weeks. I need to get somewhere in the neighborhood of about 65 more um, oddball beatdowns uh, while I have the ball, and then that'll be, uh, I'll have mastered that. So, the good thing is, though, this isn't like King of the Hill. Um, where King of the Hill, I pretty much had to finish those wins in that per- time period. Although, yes, there is King of the Hill in BTB. It doesn't come up that often or and gets voted on even less. Uh, in the case of Oddball, uh, thank goodness your commendations uh, don't have to be just in Oddball. They can also be in Ricochet, and they can be in um, uh, Griffball as well. So, you know, if you need your beatdowns, if you need... Uh, to kill the ball carrier if you need your wins, that kind of stuff that counts in those other playlists so it's not like you have to be really hardcore and oddball these two next week if you' these two next weeks if you want to get those commendations done, but I'll still probably do it just because I know people are you know at least it's that playlist specific and I have a better chance okay uh the next thing here then is there was a Team Throwdown update, and within that, we see that Ghost Yami's, uh version five settings have come to the playlist. And uh, let's see here. There was they within the bulletin they say there's extensive testing that went into the updated maps and game types. And here is what the eleven map and game type combinations look like. So let me read those for you. We have Team Slayer on Abandon, Team Slayer on Haven. Extraction on Haven, Team Slayer on Onyx, Team Slayer on Pitfall, Ricochet on Pitfall, which is, that's pretty cool actually, uh, CTF on Simplex, Ricochet on Simplex, CTF on Skyline, Extraction on Station 9, and Team oh. Slayer on Vertigo. So, still a whole bunch of Team Slayer, but at least there's some uh, there's some objective in there, and it is nice to see Ricochet uh, in the playlist. That was something I talked with uh, Yami about when he was at uh, my land last month. You know, he was mentioning about uh, having competitive Ricochet, and uh, that was something I was wholeheartedly for. I'd, I'd love to see that happen. So, hopefully, uh, 343 will get some decent numbers off of that playlist. Hopefully, people will pick Ricochet, and we'll see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't. I don't typically go into that playlist though because it's a bit too tryhardy for me. And you know, I, I'm I'm an okay player, but I, I'm not as skilled as most of the people are that go into that playlist. So I don't want to put my tryhard pants on. I want to have a little fun. <laughs> 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 um, but now, immediately after that, uh, there is an interview uh, between Bravo and uh, Ghostyami, and I won't go into that whole interview. I just will tell you that you need to go read it. Uh, it's definitely a good interview, and I think uh, it was the highlight of that uh, uh, that uh, bulletin in particular. Mm. Um, one th- one thing to note uh, about Gostiami, uh, he has said that he is taking a break from Halo. Now, that's kind of sad news, folks, because the guy has been... A hell of an, amb- an ambassador for uh, for Halo Four. Uh, he's worked his butt off, and uh, I've been told that he doesn't get paid for what he did for you know making the version, uh, you know the the settings and whatnot. And let's not forget that it was his settings that were used for the Halo Four Global Championship. Um, See, that's bogus, man. Yeah. Well, it, you know yeah, what, what makes it worse uh, is 100%. it's not just that he didn't get paid for that; it's that. He's <sighs> been passed over yes, he got Lord. passed over for neighbor neighbor who's a pro pro player is he's now working nothing. for him for three four three he's done nothing neighbor has done nothing for the
1: competitive community like other than being like huge back in the day like right now he doesn't he he hasn't done anything that ghost has done right it's just i feel so bad for the guy yeah. ghost, is, ghost is so cool
0: yeah ghost is a very cool he, dude man you and I both met him last month and it just can you really just can you really so blame bad. him? I can well, I can't I can't blame for him like, for yeah, for wanting to step back and step away for a bit, but it's a it's a it's a real shame that he even needs to, you know. Yeah, he now, sh- he should have been hired like 6 months ago. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Now, now the stories of why he's backed off uh, vary, so you may hear some say well, you know, he's pissed because he got passed over or that, you know, he wants to focus on his schooling. Whatever the case may be, uh, I still find it a bit reprehensible that he wasn't offered a job with 343 yeah. because he told us point blank he would love to work for them. So, yeah. you know, if the guy was willing to work for them, you know, and he's he's popular now, he's done more for your game than, than many other people have, why wouldn't you want to hire this guy? You know, the guy definitely knows his shit when it comes to uh, pro settings, you know. Um, and, you know, he, him talking about wanting to do some kind of a Ricochet, you know, pro-Ricochet pro stuff, that'd be great if, you know, you could get pro-Ricochet into uh, competitive Halo. You know, by the way, we'll speak about yeah. competitive Halo in just a moment, too. But um, it's, just a, it's just a real shame. And, you know, I, I find that a bit of a travesty that, you know, the Halo community is losing one of its biggest supporters, even if it's in the short term, Um you know, just because of whatever oversights or failings by other people, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I was, so, I was so, mad. Say that again,
2: tell us, one of you. You're right. You're right, maybe. I, I, I was just
1: going to say, like, when I read that on Twitter that Neighbor got hired at 343, I was so mad. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's not even me trying to get a job there. It's just like, he, like, just knowing what Neighbor does and then knowing what Ghost does, it's like, Two opposite ends of the spectrum.
0: Right. Just, and yeah. you know what? And I, I haven't heard of neighbor doing anything since he's been hired. Yeah. I so, don't know what his job title is.
1: Yeah. Like, it doesn't say anything on Twitter. I thought about creeping on his LinkedIn just to see
0: what what he <laughs> has there. Right. You know, and so, you know, if you hire somebody and, you know, you're supposed to be this great developer, then, you know, maybe you should promote that say hey you know we've hired this we've hired one of our one of the halo pro players you know and and here's what he's going to bring to our you know our team and this is what he's going to do there was like no mention of it so it just was done kind of on on the down low and yeah it just you know that's just another one of those things that kind of breeds that air of suspicion but again let's try and move away from that let's try and keep things positive
2: yeah, it's really hard to stay positive when they keep doing boneheaded chat. Yeah, right. <laughs> just so, just just so sick and tired of, of just stupid decisions and hurting the community. I want to stay positive, man. It's so hard though.
0: Right. Well, let me finish on think? on the bulletin this week. Uh, the bulletin this week, the last thing is uh, as always, it's the screenshot spotlight, and this week's subject was Forge, and. Um, there were three shots in particular that that I really liked. Uh, there was one that was called Jurassic Park 4, and it was a warthog that was parked in front of what looks like the gates to uh, to Jurassic Park. The person that made it was very uh, um, very creative. They used the uh, the wires that are for Dominion as part of the uh, the gate, and they looked like they were kind of torn down. So it's a really cool view. I, I definitely say you should check that one out. Uh, the next one that I liked was called pillar of autumn and the person that made this one, Oh, by the way, the previous one, the previous artist was IG electric feel. Um, the, the next one is called pillar of autumn and that's done by Paul, the artist. And, uh, when you look at this, this was done on, uh, the map impact and they did a phenomenal job of recreating the pillar of autumn using, uh, forge pieces. Uh, again, something that I I highly recommend you check out, uh, I was only able to get the uh, screenshot. If I was able to get this map, I'd love to go, you know, actually uh, view it, you know, and see it in Forge itself. It was very, very well done. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one that I like is called Risen. And the reason why I like this, they uh, they used a filter on it uh, so that it's black and white. And it looks very much like the scene where Master Chief... Uh, in that uh, in that video from e three where they show Halo for Xbox one uh, it looks like that scene where Master Chief is looking at that forerunner um, structure object you know whatever you want to call it war sphinx you know whatever you want to call it mendicant bias it 's that scene and again, the person did a phenomenal job of capturing that scene uh, within forge and, uh, and and using the um, uh, like I said, the filters for that. So those were the three that I liked. Uh, did you guys have any other favorites yourselves? I usually, I usually skip over that part. <laughs> yeah. Typically I, <laughs> I, I, and last few weeks I had been, but, uh, the, I decided to get into it a little bit more. In fact, the part of the reason why is that I, I had been wanting to actually submit something for this. And, um, so I wanted to see, you know, what next week's was going to be. And, uh, I didn't get the chance to get one in for their uh, for this week, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, uh, so that's it for the Halo Bulletin. Um, you guys have any other thoughts about what happened in the uh, Bulletin itself? Mm, not really. No? Okay. All right, well, <laughs> next up then, uh, New York Comic Con happened this past weekend. And uh, there was a Halo presence there. Uh, there was uh, a bunch of signings and panels as well. Uh, on Thursday, there was a, uh, a signing by Frank O'Connor. He signed the Halo Mega blocks Mammoth poster. Uh, it's something that I hope I can get a one of, even if it's not signed by him. Uh, I hope I can get one of those posters. Very cool looking. Um, the next thing was uh, around the same time Chris Schlurf uh, was uh, from 343, uh, was hosting a panel, um, uh, and it was called "Rewriting the Classics: Modern Sci-Fi and Comics," uh, and that had to deal with Dark Horse as well. Uh, then um, Frank and Chris both were at uh, the Dark Horse booth later in the day. Uh, there again, where there were some giveaways. Uh, in particular, uh, Mega Bloks gave away uh, the mini uh, Spartan. Uh, That's the same one, in fact, that they gave me about 40 or so of for the land. So I was telling everybody that that was worried because they didn't get theirs from San Diego uh, Comic-Con. I said, don't worry, there's going to be another opportunity. And in fact, they only gave 5,000 of those, which is, by the way, a huge number at San Diego Comic-Con. They were giving away upwards of 10,000 at New York Comic-Con. So we're talking 15,000 of those minifigures. So folks, please, for the love of God, don't spend any big money on those figures. they are plenty. There's plenty of them around. You don't need to get it right away. Don't spend $15 on it. I'm sure in a month or two or whatever, you're going to find these for $5 or less. Or if you keep watching my site, I still am having contests, and I'm still giving these things away because I still got plenty left. So, you know, that that's an option for you. Cool. Um, beyond this, there was uh, Halo products that were shown, uh, again, at the Mega Bloks booth, the Dark Horse booth, Tor Books, DK Publishing, which, again, DK Publishing uh, had uh, the recent Halo 4 Essential Guide. Uh, they were probably showing that. Uh, UD Replicas, and, of course, Rooster Teeth was there as well. Unfortunately, this was a year that I wasn't able to go. I really wanted to, but with my current financial situation, unfortunately, couldn't do it. Uh Hopefully next year. All right. Um, that's pretty much it for the week in Halo with one exception. The last thing here is a little bit of a topic I want to mention and talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's that AGL, or Arena Gaming League, switches to Halo 3 for their next tournament. And then next tournament being AGL 10. Um, I got to say, personally, even though I'm not going to it, kind of think it was a douchebag move for a couple of reasons um they decided to do this well after registration had already commenced and you have to make a reasonable assumption that people that signed up for this did so thinking that it was going to be halo 4 which is what it was touted as being So, you know, what if they haven't played Halo 3 in a while, or what if they didn't want to play it, or whatever? They've made all these plans, they probably put some kind of money out for airfare, or, you know, for for lodging, you know, putting their credit card down to to reserve things. So, that was kind of a, not a very good move. Now, I understand, you know, with Halo 3 being free right now, in fact, it just happened today, which we'll get to later, um, that maybe they were doing that for nostalgia reasons, Um, but it's kind of a kick in the teeth both to the community as well as 343 because you have to consider 343 backed these guys and even have advertised AGL on the Halo 4 dashboard. So all of a sudden AGL says, well, you know what, we're going to go with uh, Halo 3. Um, Not really liking that decision. I mean, it
1: still is both. They still have both. I I think the latest numbers, which is kind of sad, is that there's like 22 teams signed up for Halo 3 and like four teams total signed up for Halo 4.
0: Right. Wow. Which is yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely telling. I mean, obviously, business-wise, for them, they think they made the right move. But if three four three turns around and says, "Hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. You're not supporting our our uh, game, so we're not going to support you any longer." I mean, AGL is the last Halo tournament thing around, and if they're not getting any kind of support from the developer, then then what? Yeah it's uh i th- i think i think what it really i don't know where
1: this was spawned from but all of a sudden all over twitter i just see oh let's go to halo 3 like let's play halo 3 right. which is which is fine it's fine but what doesn't make sense to me is like 6 months after game launch when everybody was really unhappy why didn't they go to halo 3 then
0: right like, and why would they movement? And why would they wait until after registration has already begun for one of their tournaments? If anything, they should have said, okay, AGL 11, we're going to be Halo 3 only, yeah. instead of switching it when people have already registered, you know? I mean,
1: there's there, there's most likely some people who are new to the franchise, like right. you know, maybe started in Reach competing, and they've just you know heavily competed in 4. Now to say... Hey, you can play three or four. It's kind of like, well, nobody's gonna play four, so we have to play three. And it's kind of like those people haven't ever competed in three, and
0: three is a different beast competitively. Oh, it definitely is. Most definitely is. But
2: doesn't it doesn't it scream that AGL is kind of resigned to the fact that Halo four isn't gonna gather that much momentum? Doesn't that it kind of tells me that they're going back to three because at least I know they can sustain. Um, a team base for maybe another half a year to three quarters of a year, whereas they're not going to sustain that Halo Four team base for
0: that long. In in comparison, yeah, yeah I agree with that. Um, but I, 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 again, I just want to throw it out there. Three Four Three has every right if they wanted to, because they they now are their caretakers and have the license for since it's with Microsoft. They could turn around to AGL and say, "No, you can't use." Any Halo now, unless it's Halo Four, and and from what I understand, and I'm not a lawyer, but from what I understand, by law they could do that because you know unless there's a contract that AGL has with them that specifically states that they can use whatever game for their franchise for their tournaments, uh, if there's no contract or the contract has only been for Halo Four. Then three four three could say, well, no, you're nope, you can't use it at all. No Halo, and AGL is is only built on Halo. So if three four three were to take Halo away from them, they would sink. They'd be done. Yeah. You know? So they're kind of biting the hand that feeds them. I understand why I they're doing them, yeah. it. You know, I understand why they're doing it. I do. But, um, you know, as much as we all love Halo three, uh, you gotta find some way to support. The most recent game if you're going to want it to survive in the future and you know we'll again we're going to touch a little bit more on this with with our halo 3 talk but you know as much as we've been you know kind of dissing halo 4 in the last few podcasts um it's still something that we need to consider that uh you know we all would like the franchise itself to survive and Oh, oh, of course. you yeah. know yeah. so yeah. in order for yeah. that to do that you know mm-hmm. we shouldn't always want to look backwards you know there are certainly major portions to this where we need to and we'll talk about that in the next section but um you know for for pr- pretty much the only gaming league out there for Halo uh, that being AGL, to switch back just really you know again I understand it but it just it doesn't bode well for the community uh, or uh, Halo 3 or themselves in the long run, in you know, yeah. the long
2: term. It's a, it's a, it sounds silly, but, I mean, in a way, I'm kind of thankful for it because if there's, if there's <laughs> one thing that's going to make 343 step, step up and say notice is when – um, organizations like that actually take the proactive stance and go to do things like that. That I'm kind of thankful for. it In that sense, isn't that in that sense I, I do, it, yeah.
0: In that sense, I understand, and hopefully, three four three will take some action to that, but not in the, not in a manner of you know, not in the manner of taking stripping it away from AGL, but you know, doing something within Halo Four to make it better so that AGL will want to use Halo Four. That's exactly, what should be the goal. Exactly. You know, that's what the 100%. goal should be. Well, I mean,
1: 100%. A- AGL is pretty poorly run anyway. <laughs> um, they haven't paid some of their competitors. I heard that. Like two and a half months to three months.
0: Yeah, I've heard that.
1: Um, so people aren't really happy with AGL, but, I mean, before it was the only Halo competitive, you know, scene. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think this is just another bad kind of, like, trying to jump on the bandwagon and still have like followers and like people who pay attention to them because like, like I said, I don't know where this movement started. Like, Oh, let's play Halo three, Halo three for AGL 10, blah, blah, blah. Like I have a yeah. feeling where it came from, but I, I don't want to, you know, name names and draw more attention to anybody. Gandhi. Well, I don't know if it was Gandhi. Was it Gandhi? I don't know. Oh no. Well, I was thinking <laughs> of someone else. Um, oh, another community. That's pretty cool. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it was the person who runs it or themselves as a whole. Right. But it seems, I don't know, it seems like a them jumping on the bandwagon
0: and another bad move and yeah. just something to sell,
1: sell like product basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that plays out, you know, and hopefully it's, um, like Martin said, hopefully it's something that will make 343 wake up and figure out, you know, what they need to do. But uh, anyway, so that's the the week in Halo. Uh, I do have a couple of things regarding uh, blog-specific postings. Uh, I had a few uh, postings for Halo artwork. Uh, One in particular was uh, some artwork that I had found, uh, and it's on uh, Halo Fan for Life's Pinterest page. Uh, So if if you're not aware that we have a Pinterest page, if you go onto the uh, homepage, you'll see in the right-hand column Uh, In the blog roll, there is a link for HFFL's Pinterest page. So go check that out. Uh, There's more more and more stuff. Every week I go there and I go check out, you know, what I can find uh, for artwork. And I keep adding that to my page. So you'll find more things every week. So keep checking that out. Um, Let's see. Oh, in in particular, there was one piece that I found that was a vertical timeline. So starting from the top, you... Tells you about the forerunners, and as you scroll down, you start getting more into the covenant, and then into the UNSC, and uh, and so on. And I thought that was a really well done piece of art. I think I had seen it before, but uh, it had been a while. Uh, the next thing uh, is that uh, I had a series of articles which uh, will end tonight uh, that was called "Color Me This," and it was the Halo Initiation Number One variant cover artwork. And that was of a black-and-white drawing of Palmer kicking and shooting the brute chieftain that was shown in Halo 1. Um, again, it was black-and-white. I posted up the original file as well as the actual artist's file so that you could see what their final rendering was. Uh, and then over the course of the next few days, I've been posting uh, progression uh, uh, graphics of my, my re-rendering that... Uh, So that you could see kind of the process of what I do anyways When it comes to inking uh, a black and white drawing And uh, I'm not done with mine yet Actually, we're supposed to have our stuff turned in by midnight tonight I don't know if I'm going to get mine done But, you know, if I do, I do If not, that's okay Uh, I run the site so I can be a little late (laughs) But for those of you out there By the time you hear this, the contest will already be over So hopefully you'll turn something in And if not, that's okay Uh, Hopefully at least you'll get the chance to have seen the progression of this from black and white to a fully rendered uh, graphic at the end. Uh, Let's see. So uh, here's another big thing. This is kind of big for for us as well as uh, another podcast out there. Halo Fan for Life will be teaming up with Post Game Carnage Report, also known as PGCR, for a multicast simulcast podcast. Uh and yeah, it's a lot of casts there in there. So many casts. Yeah. Uh and so yeah. <laughs> well I can sign it for you, it might be worth something, right? Yeah, right. Ha-ha. That was a dad joke right there. Yeah. But anyways, um <laughs> so what happened was is uh, Robowski, the the guy that's in charge of PGCR's podcast, he contacted me about uh about doing a podcast regarding uh, the the downfall of Halo 4. And so I, you know, I said, well, hey, why don't we do this as a simulcast, where you know we're we're both recording the same thing. You know, we'll uh, we'll have it. You know, it'll essentially be the same co- podcast. But you know, if you go to my site, you're going to hear me more clearly. If you go to his site, you'll hear him more clearly. But the whole point of doing this as a simulcast is to show more of a unity that the community uh, is bigger than any one particular person or one particular podcast, and that you know, we're we're a bit unhappy with the direction that Halo 4 is going and that it continues to not be supported in the best way that it could be. So with this podcast, I'm inviting several other community folks. Um, I've talked with Addicted Chaos from HaloDiehards.net, and she's agreed to be on the show. Uh, there's a couple other people that I'm waiting to hear back from. So we'll see what we can get, but it's definitely going to be myself uh, Robowski, Addicted Chaos a uh, couple of his crew hopefully Zach and or Martin can be there I think Zach you said you could be that's next Tuesday absolutely okay so Zach will be there I think Martin you, you said you got to work then right damn it yes Yeah, but what <laughs> we're going to try and do and you brought this up to me before the podcast I'll see if uh, if Robowski has a Twitch stream maybe we could uh, stream this Zach you've got a Twitch so maybe we could also stream it through yours um and allow people then to uh to interact with us while we're talking about it uh and that would be a good thing and if so martin i think you said you'd be able to uh to get in on that so that would be a good thing let's hope we can do that there'll be more news about that as things develop in this we'll let you know if there's if it's going to be put on twitch that's absolutely something that i will let you know and let you know what the uh the link for that will be so zach uh, keep that in mind all right yeah it's definitely possible i just need to practice
1: the settings a little bit but we should be able to do it
0: okay well maybe we'll do a test before that then just to make sure everything's good to okay.
2: go yeah
0: okay find a corner of my uh,
2: my my uh shopping mall my dot and uh go do some go, go do some messaging
0: <laughs> you Now, understand folks this is going to be a long podcast too because rubowski and i last night were talking about the ideas for this and just talking about the ideas for the podcast was one hour and 50-plus minutes long, okay? And that was just Ooh. he and I. And that's not including the other panel members, more ideas that might pop up. So we're fully expecting this podcast to be a good three to four hours long. And we're both wholly committed to it, Whether it, what, no matter how long it takes, because we feel that it's necessary that we, we get not only our opinions out, but the opinions of the greater uh, Halo community out there again—that it's not just one or two people. That three four three needs to understand that there's a growing number of fans of the franchise that are that are feeling more disenfranchised as time goes by because their opinions aren't being heard, uh, their suggestions aren't being heard. Halo isn't being run like it used to be. You know, so you know this is a podcast. That I ask all of you listening now, all of you that come to the blog, and all and so on, uh, to really take the opportunity to listen to. When we're on Twitch, please, by all means, you know, type away, put your feelings in there as well. We want to hear it all. We'll 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 repeat as much as we can that comes through in the Twitch stream too, uh, because we really want to make three four three know that yes, we want to support you, but. There's a lot that you need to do as a developer to regain our trust, to make these these games better, and to let us know that the Halo franchise is going to continue and will continue in good hands. Okay, enough said about that, because that'll be coming up next Tuesday, and there'll be a lot that'll be said in that cast. Okay. So let's get more to the meat of what our podcast is about. Uh, Again, like I said, I'm still trying to keep this as positive as possible. Um, So we're going to talk about what's good in Halo 4. And there are good things in Halo 4. I've said all along, I think Halo 4 is a good game. I don't think it's a great game and I think there's a lot of room for improvement, but there are good aspects to the game, and that's the kind of things that I want to talk about. So what we're going to c- talk about, what we're going to go over is campaign, multiplayer, Spartan Ops, and Forge. And we'll go in that order, and then if we need to go back and forth, that's fine, but let's just try and keep it to those, to that list there. All right, so first things, guys, let's talk a little bit about the campaign. Um, I thought that it was a good story. Um, the fact that they brought the Didact in, uh, and, you know, we fought against Prometheans and so on. I thought it was a pretty cool idea, you know, bringing in a new enemy. Um, now, it goes against what the long-established canon was for what Forerunners were, because they were really supposed to be ancient humans way, way back. This was during the bungee times. But I'm okay with uh, 343 changing that, because, again, it does add a new dynamic into this, and we have forerunners as an alien race. The Didact himself, in within the campaign, looked really cool, and and I have the action figure from McFarlane, which I covered previously, which is a very cool figure. So, uh, for a new character, I think they did a, a bang up job on the Didact. I'm glad that he was in it. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, no, I thought he was a really good uh, kind of uh, kind of enemy to battle in the game. Uh, yeah. I feel I've. I've I feel like it was, like, you always got, like, a rush, like, when you were about to, like, face him.
0: Or, like, when he came on screen, it was like, oh, man, he's serious, you know? Right. Now, I'll be honest, at the end, I was a little disappointed that it was more of a quick time event that you fought him. Instead of being, like, this big-ass boss battle, which is something that I think would have been much better to have. But still, uh, it was still cool to see. And who knows? You know, maybe he still is alive. Um, I thought for a while that he was dead. But uh, came to the understanding that that swirling thing that you saw that he fell into was actually a slip space portal, so who knows where the hell he could have gone, you know? So he probably is alive somewhere else, and, and that would be fine. That, uh, again, adds a, more of a dynamic to it. Besides, you know, Master Chief killing off the Didact in the first game, wow, that would be a bit extreme, you know. Um he's unstoppable. Yeah you know? definitely Master Chief's awesome and shit, but we're talking about the Didact, the ruler of the Forerunners, you know? Uh, well, at least of the of their military, you know. So you know, but yes, Ma- Master Chief is a badass, so, you know. <laughs> uh the <laughs> graphics I think were good. Uh the sound, of oh, course, yes. I thought was fantastic. Now, here's the thing. Regarding the graphics, I I was on Potacular a couple of weeks back, and we were talking about this, and both Duststorm and I agreed that the graphics were great, but one of the other guys was saying, well, now, actually, if you zoom into the graphics, uh, they are not so good. And uh, now you can't do that in theater be, be, for a campaign because 343 has blocked that, which sucks, but anyways. Um, but in multiplayer, you can. So when you zoom in, you can see that uh, the graphics, sure enough, aren't necessarily uh, high res. However, in the fast-paced motion of playing the campaign, you're not really considering looking at the graphics that close. Uh, and you don't need, you know, you can still be relatively close to enemies, you know, be it jackals or or grunts or whatever. And even if you use the zoom within that, you know, using your, your gun to zoom in, uh, you're not going to notice it too much. So I still think the graphics were good. The vistas that you see, uh, you know, when you walk out into certain areas, uh, in particular, there's that one where um, where you have to pick up the, I think it's the second mission, Um where you find, you're you finally on Requiem and you go through a series of little uh, like caverns and you come out to this one vista where to the right of you is some damaged parts of the Forward into Dawn and you go to get the Warthogs. But just in front of you, uh, the music changes and you see uh, these huge forerunner structures in front of you. Uh, those vistas are just beautiful to see. So I still think that they did a pretty darn good job with the graphics in, uh, in Halo 4 for the campaign
1: yeah i agree i agree some of the stuff when i saw it i was like oh man like this is legit like they put a lot of time like it shows that they put a lot of time into the campaign for sure oh yeah
0: story the rendering the you know how everything ties together it's just right And I think, with regards to Forerunner structure, I think that uh, they certainly kept the theme going there pretty well from previous Halo games. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, they added in some, you know, some of that orangeish red in there, but that's okay. That you can attribute that to being the Didax, uh, his color. So that's okay. I'm good with that. All right. Uh, anything else to say there, guys, about the campaign?
2: No, not really. You guys covered it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of quick on that, though. Uh, the one. One thing I will say, I'm still disappointed with, with what they did with Cortana. Um, I know there's mixed feelings out in the community about that, but I still think that she could have made it, and I still kind of hope she does. Because for me, Cortana is one half of what the Halo campaign is. So, yeah. that has been me. there for so long. Yeah. It's sad to see her go. Yeah. Spoiler it's, warning. But bes- <laughs> and besides that, besides <laughs> sure, that... Sure. Yeah. Besides so, that, she she was kind of sexy looking in the fourth one. I'm I'm going to admit that. She looked pretty good. She's a sex object, for sure. Yeah. She was not she was not Sarah Palmer. <laughs> yes. Okay, so multiplayer. Um with multiplayer, uh we were given uh 10 maps to start with and then within the first 6 months, uh we got all three of uh the map packs that would be crimson majestic and uh and castle so we got nine more maps of that so we had 19 maps within the first six months of release so that's a good thing about it uh at least there were plenty of maps to choose from now you know of course there's discussion about um you know playlist uh, management and being able to play on those maps um but The idea of having at least that many maps, that's a good thing considering that some of the other games, it took a lot longer, certainly not within the first six months. In fact, you were pretty lucky if you got one map pack, maybe two uh, in six months, whereas here we got all three of them, uh, you know, that were in the season pass. Um, You guys go ahead. What ideas do you have there as far as what's good for multiplayer? Um.
1: I, I really like the way the battle rifle shoots, the way it feels. Um, sound, I'm not too crazy about, but that's just me being weird.
0: Now, are you talking about uh, previous to the title update or what it is now?
1: Um, I mean, when it first launched, I wasn't that crazy about it. But after the title update, yeah, it's it's amazing.
0: Right. Um, and, and let's but, mention that before the title update, it was a five-shot kill, and now it's a four-shot kill, which is what it's always been. Yeah. I really,
1: I really dig the way shots register in this game. I, I will say that, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about this later. But having played Halo Three a little bit this past week,
0: I noticed that shots don't register that well online. Right. Uh, but I now, feel like so. So we do. So what is that attributed to? Does that mean that there's a bigger hitbox in uh in Halo Four or? bullet magnetism is turned up or is it a variation of both of those or what? Regardless, I, I agree with you that, um, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know what I think uh, uh, there's many theories
1: that, you know, people think it's bullet magnetism. People think it's like hit scan. People think it's like, um, hitbox being bigger. I don't really know what it is, but there's been many times where I've like, like I've gone back into the theater and watched me shoot shots between somebody's leg. Like, <laughs> And I don't think the hitbox is that large, nor is there that much magnetism. Right. I think people are exaggerating. Um, but I just I really love the way that shots register, and almost almost I would say seven out of ten times, as long as you start shooting first, you can,
0: you know, you definitely get the kill. Right. Right. And I know one weapon in here that personally I happen to really like. Is the beam rifle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, well, that sucker. Like if you no got that in your hands gee. and you shoot anywhere close to an enemy, you're hitting them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's not Ooh, so skillful, but yeah. God, is it fun? Well,
1: I've, I've noticed that they toned it down a lot. Like when it first, when like when the game first came out, I was like, I don't know how I'm getting so many no scopes. But now I've played. A bunch of snipers the other night and Mm -hmm. it was it was a little bit more difficult to get uh snapshots of
0: the beam but it was still relatively easier than the human for some reason right right (laughs) so what uh since we're talking about some of these weapons uh do you guys like uh any of the promethean weapons
1: i i i really like the beat or the what's it called the uh,
0: binary rifle
1: the binary rifle, yes And the light rifle. I really enjoy light rifle on larger maps. It's really easy to drain people's shields cross map. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's also really good for um, inflicting a lot of damage on vehicles. Uh, Yes. So that's something to consider, too. Um, I have a loadout in particular that uh, it's for driver gunner, and I use a light rifle for that so that, you know, if for instance I happen to get jacked out of the vehicle, then I use my light rifle to just tear into the vehicle that was just taken from me. Um, the binary, certainly, uh, it's a good weapon. Um, I happen to really like the disintegration that happens once uh, you shoot somebody with that. You know, it's it really feels like a powerful weapon. There's a bit of a kickback in it. Only two shots with it, but still, you know, used used wisely and effectively, uh, it can be a very powerful weapon on the map.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like they did well
0: balancing
1: like that and the one shot kill. Like because you only have like was it two bullets? Right. And and also like as soon as you scope in you can see whoever it is halfway across the map. So right. I think they balanced the insta kill
0: pretty well on that. Well, and then you know, talking about balancing, so when you're scoped in it's got that laser so anybody knows whenever you're seeking them out because all of a sudden they see that shit and they're like, oh, shit, yeah. I better run. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've had a ton of fun using cool. that in uh, in Binary Slayer, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, was created by Kynan Pearson, uh, yeah. who is unfortunately now no longer with 343. He's moved on, but uh, it was uh, that's a fun game type. I still enjoy doing that from time to time. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, with regards to some of the other weapons, we have, um, uh, let's see the, uh, covenant weapons. Uh, there's the storm rifle and, uh, now I, myself, I love the, all the commendations. I'm doing pretty good in that. And so when I finished up with the assault rifle, I immediately moved on to another automatic weapon. And that was the, uh, the storm rifle. And, uh, honestly, all of them—that and even the suppressor—I uh, found could be quite effective if used in close range. Um, you know, it, I thought that was a pretty decent weapon. It certainly tears up shields a bit, um, and I guess that's all I need to really say about that one. Now, what do you guys? Uh, what other aspects of multiplayer uh, do you like?
2: I think the um, the actual scale of the of the maps, I always I've always kind of been a big team player myself. I I love big team. Um, I guess that is kind of a detriment in some cases, but uh, um, I I love the size of the maps. I love I love the kind of open vistas um, mm-hmm. they can play in.
0: Are there any particular uh, maps that you like of those of those big ones?
2: I love some of the DLC ones. Um, just offhand, just forgetting the names. Um, just the, I suppose there's more open maps size-wise and Halo 4 than any other Halo title, Yeah. Um, just
0: offhand of memory. But well, now, we know I, partly I like why it. that is, too, and, and that's because uh, since Sprint is available for every Spartan and they can get from one place to another fairly quickly, the maps needed to become bigger, and so that's why we have these bigger maps. Um, myself, I happen to like Exile i think that's a really fun map to play on yeah. uh i like oh, the look yeah. of it you know it's got two main avenues to go by and plenty enough room for vehicles uh whether that's you know your warthogs or or uh, banshees and then what used to be unfortunately the scorpion that was taken away now replaced by the mantis but still um you know i, I enjoy that map uh tremendously uh and i've done i've played that map in varying modes whether it be uh you know BTV Slayer or CTF or even Dominion uh specifically uh lockdown uh just had a blast playing on that map I just really enjoy it. Um another map that I think is good and is one of their smaller maps is Haven. Uh, And that's you know it's not DLC required. Uh and that is really good for a number of things. Uh, But in particular I find Team Slayer to be fun and we played a ton of ricochet on that map and uh I just really enjoy that map uh that probably to me feels like it's one of the closest to to a classic halo map that we're used to than uh than many of the rest in halo four and uh and that's probably why I enjoy it you know it's got uh you know it's got top and bottom uh to it it's got uh it's symmetrical which i prefer um uh I don't know just the overall look I just really enjoy that map yeah i it, feel funny, like
2: after... Go ahead. Uh, no, you
1: I was just going to say, I feel like after Halo 4 is just, you know, passed on, that I feel like everyone's going to talk about Haven and how awesome Haven was.
0: Yeah. And want, like, a Haven remake, you know? Yeah, I can see that being one of the ones that uh, people want to see remade. Martin? Yeah, I...
2: Yeah, no, I was just thinking the um in regards to sort of the, the sandbox and and the um all the stuff that goes on on the map um that is an in interactive. What's the word for that? Um, you know, faint a flying background ships coming into land. Um, some of the aesthetics and, uh, and the scenery. Yeah. Are awesome. They they make they make some of the uh, the multiplayer maps. It'd be really cool if um sort of there was another Halo games. After playing Halo three this week, like like Zach was saying, you definitely feel there is way more going on <laughs> in Halo four than what there ever was in Halo three. Oh yeah. You're, you're
0: talking about like for instance like landfall where you have uh, that one big transport ship that goes overhead.
2: Exactly, exactly. That's or or on
0: ship, um, or on outpost where that one ship, that supply ship comes in and you know, it gets stuff and then it veers off away.
2: Exactly, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The um, There's just way more stuff happening in, in, in the scenery and in the vista of Halo 4. Like, even on going back to Halo 3, you you kind of realise how barren a lot of the maps were. Like, high ground, I was, I was playing on that today, and I'm yeah. running up the hill, and you kind of go, there's, there, there's just kind of a track with a, with a base and then a building, whereas you play Halo 4, and it's... There's a canopy over there, there's boxes over there, there's trees there, there's hmm. there's a ship taking off over there, there's heaps going on. It's pretty well made as well, and it all flows. So that, that, that for me, is a positive Halo hello for. I suppose that just goes with time and and, and technology, but right. I know, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. Now, I do wish that there was more interactivity with the actual maps themselves. Uh, but we did get that in Vertigo where you're able to shoot uh, each of the power stations and set off the EMP. So I was glad to see that come back. And that map itself, again, that's another uh, well done. I think it's a pretty map. Uh, a lot of ways to go, you know, to get up and down. And, and uh, that interactivity certainly added uh, to the experience. Well, how about, uh, how about big ups to certain affinity?
1: Oh certainly. Making oh, yeah. making I'm some sure. of the best Halo DLC I yeah. think we've had in a long time. I mean
0: yeah.
1: hard hard to argue when you know you have like standoff and sandbox. Right. But um I really feel like the second map pack with you know monolith and skyline.
0: Um Skyline's insanely fun. Oh yes. And as as a small map, that probably is the most fun small map, at least in my opinion did
1: they do pitfall as well certain affinity uh
0: i think they did i think i, they I think did.
1: they did a real bang yeah. up job with that they did awesome yeah it, it it feels like the old thing and you know i went from halo 4 playing pitfall to halo
0: 3 and there was literally not that much of a difference at all right right just, just with the aesthetics as far as it's looking yeah. more run down. And that you can't get in that top floor, but still. Yeah. Um, still, and, and you know what? The way that uh, Pitfall has been implemented into Halo 4, uh, like for instance, King of the Hill, there's virtually no difference because the hills are in the same place. You yeah. know, Now, granted, you can move back and forth around the map a lot faster because of Sprint and Jetpack and everything else, but it still has a lot of that classic feel. So I'm very glad that uh, that, that map came back in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anything else about multiplayer? If not, we can go on to the next part. Um, I mean, I think multiplayer is fun overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
1: it might not be what we're, what we're used to compared to um, your know, previous titles, but I feel like when you are playing with people and you know everybody's on their game, that it's it's a lot of fun to play and just steamroll people.
2: True. True. I believe that. I think that's what they achieved. I think from the beginning, 3 for 3 set out to make Halo 4's multiplayer fun. I believe they achieved that. I don't don't think anyone would argue the fact that they wanted to make a game that there was so much happening. It was action-packed. It was fast-paced. You could just go into a game and not necessarily think. you just go in, (laughs) push it up, kill people, and that's what they achieved. I believe they had that. So, yeah.
0: so that's certainly good. Now, I, I'm not going to really stay on the negative part of it, but what, what we do need to see then from them, that being 343, is that um, they can continue to give that to us, but we still need to have uh, the competitive side of this. And so if they can give us a ranked and social uh, playlists their uh, you know, sections – uh, then all of these new things that they put into the game can still be in there uh, and can certainly yep. move forward, um, but they need to be differentiated from uh, from what competitive is because, you know, you guys kind of hit it there where, you know, you want to go in and you want to have fun. And I certainly do that. With Halo 3, when there was ranked and social, I played both of them because I knew when I played ranked, I had to really try a lot harder, and I had to play tactics. But when I played social, exactly. I didn't have to necessarily try as hard. You know, we could we could try other tactics, we could goof around a little bit, and we weren't so worried about it. It's not like you were going to lose rank or anything. So, you know, I think that they did good on that. But they, you know, we still need to have that ranked and competitive uh, aspect to the game. Yeah,
2: and and in hindsight, that's what's missing from from Halo Three to Reach to Halo Four. I mean, right. the numbers and, and the and the competitive scene and and the, and the feeling of the community since Halo Three, especially with Reach and now Halo Four again, um, is that different differentiation of um of ranked and social? That's all that's missing to me in multiplayer. So yeah. But I think what they've done, they still set out. They they've set a a goal that it was going to be fun. I think they achieved it, but I forgot the other bits. But right. That, that's <laughs> all been negative. That's right. All being negative. That's just, yeah.
0: Right. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to Spartan Ops then. Um, for myself, I completely enjoyed this. Now I will say that when I heard there was going to be Spartan Ops, but that they were getting rid of Firefight, I was a bit upset at that because I completely enjoyed Firefight, both in Reach and in ODST. ODST was harder by all means, and I think it should have been. Uh, Reach was just one of those things where when you played Reach Firefight, you know, if you were waiting on other people to finish games or maybe your friends weren't on and you wanted to just kind of waste a little bit of time until they got on, you could go play some Firefight and just have fun. Um, And that's what it was for me. I used Firefight as a way to have fun besides getting the commendations. So when it came to Halo 4 and Firefight wasn't in there, but then they started telling us about Spartan Ops, I had a little bit of trepidation, was a little concerned, but when it came out, that concern fairly much melted away because I realized that Spartan Ops was essentially a whole other campaign. It was another campaign for us, and for the first ten weeks, uh, well actually it was longer than that because there was a there was a split in between the fifth week and the sixth of a few weeks for a contest they had but but essentially for the first ten weeks that this was Uh, new, you got, you know, a new episode to watch, and then you got five missions. And for the first five weeks, you know, it was concentrated in one portion, and yes, some of the maps were repeated, but then in the second half of the season, episodes six through ten, all of those maps went away, and you got a whole new set of maps. So here's the good thing about it, and something that I, I keep trying to hit home to people. When you compare the amount of maps in Firefight, for instance, in Reach, Versus the maps that you got in Spartan Ops, there were ten in, in Halo in Reach. There were fifteen in Spartan Ops, so you actually got five more maps. Okay, so I, you know, I understand that people didn't like that they had to replay maps, you know, in the first few uh, episodes. However, you got to consider. When you replayed some of those maps, you didn't replay them the same way. Maybe you were starting from one direction. Now you're starting from the other direction. And one, you have to just go kill everybody. And another one, you have to go grab some tanks and you have to press press this button or that. Or, yes, and I know, pressing buttons. But the thing is, there's only so much they can do. It's going to be pressing buttons or killing people, essentially. Come on. Let's get a little (laughs) real here, okay? They can call it different things, but that's okay, you know. But I completely enjoyed it. Now, those of you that have been following me for a long time on Halo Fan for Life know that I created uh, a comic book for each one of the digital episodes that came out. So I, I took it a bit further then, and so that really got me into Spartan Ops, and I look forward to it every week because I knew I wasn't just going to be playing Spartan Ops. I was going to be creating this comic book from the digital asset, which uh, was a lot of fun for me. But even beyond that, you still got to look at it as this was a whole other campaign that was in addition to What we already got. Hang on a second. My dog's barking. I need to shut the door. Oh! Hey, quiet! <laughs> All right. Shut up, Annie. Uh, I love her. Uh, I love her to death, but my wife's got to learn not to bark in the house. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, she better oh, yeah. not hear this I, one, right? I, I this yeah, podcast. right. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Oh, I'm gonna pay for that one. Oh well, I'm going out. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um so yeah, it's it was a whole other campaign that we got to enjoy. And what was great about it is now, besides playing like Master Chief in the campaign, now you got to play as your multiplayer Spartan in Spartan Ops. So that was something that they kind of took from Reach as well. So you got the best in Halo Halo 4's campaign by playing Master Chief, but you also got the best from uh, Halo Reach being put into Halo 4 as a campaign that you used your multiplayer Spartan with. So that was something I really, really enjoyed. Um, Again, I wish theater was available for Spartan Ops. In particular, Episode 7, Chapters 2 through 5, were all about the Infinity. And myself, oh my god, there's so much I would love to be able to get screenshots of in there. Uh, and it would work for the uh, the web series that I want to do. Well, really a lot of it would, but because that was on the Infinity, that would have been great. So, you know, it's something I keep bugging the hell out of 3434. Three, four. Now we're going to get it, but, you know, hopefully the next game, though we shouldn't have to wait that long. But anyways, uh, Spartan Ops for me... Was enjoyable. Now I know, uh, for instance, if I were to try and play this with Martin, uh, the connection that seems to be for long distances playing Spartan Ops does not work all that well. Oh, no. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> right. I had the same issue when I tried to play Spartan Ops with friends who were in England. So that was a little bit of a shortcoming there. Uh, but for those that I played with uh, in the States, no, no real issues there. And uh, and it always was a lot of fun. Now, Martin, did you play Spartan Ops at all, uh, other than with people from the states?
2: No, but I, I did Spartan Ops solo on Legendary by myself.
0: Okay, well, so you did play it though. You just didn't oh, play it with God, other people. I, 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 did,
2: no, did, no, I love I, I love Spartan Ops, man. The best thing about Spartan Ops for me was if was their new content every week. It gave you something to look forward to, right? Um, on that, on that, on that release date. But um, no, I love Spartan Ops. Uh, it was just unfortunate I couldn't play with. Um, even, saying that, man, even even playing with people in Australia, um, wow, all that good on as well. Um, but yeah, I think America's internet's a lot further, <laughs> <laughs> further ahead than what Australia's is this for some reason.
0: Yeah, well, that's but. a shame. But but at least you got to experience it and enjoy it for yourself then, and uh, and that's something oh, okay. I okay. wish could have continued. Uh, I know. You know, a lot of us wish that uh, Spartan Ops sort of went beyond a uh, season one, and in fact, we kind of felt like that's what we were told, and we didn't get that. So, you know, there's, you know, we still got a year out at least between now and the next game. Um, yes, it would be some money for for three four three and Microsoft to invest in, uh, but between here and now, you know, they they got to give us something. You know,
2: uh, I, I kind of I kind of wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, Microsoft turned around when Xbox One launches. Did they do some kind of episodic Spartan Ops um, from Xbox One's launch? Not even have it on a disc or related to Halo Four. Just carry on the Spartan Ops. Oh, so you're what? saying
0: like a game, kind of like like The Walking Dead was, that you could buy that? Exactly. Because I mean, straight from them. Xbox
2: look
0: Live. At, I mean, oh, you're a bastard! Like- Shut up. Okay, I'm editing that part out of the podcast. I don't want them to know that.
2: microsoft and 243 have both said that that's they believe that's the way of the future is episodic content like walking dead yeah it would not surprise anyone but
0: oh god you suck that better not happen (laughs) Hmm. i mean it would be it would be cool for those that have xbox one but god i would be sorely missing out on that because i won't be able to get it right away
2: but mm. think about it, man, that that that'd be ideal, it would, it would cover that gap between November and possibly November next year between. Well, the yeah, next and
0: content. and when you look at when you look at The Walking Dead, the way that they did that, you know, it was one episode and then what there was another one that came out was it a month after that? And they I did thought, it they did it was it like once a month it came out with a new episode or once every few weeks? Yeah. See now yeah, that would that so. would work. That would work because that would give three four three enough time to develop the next episode it would give uh whoever the company was that was doing the animation you know a whole month to work on you know those videos so um yeah that could work you know who knows now here's the thing if that's going to happen 343 and microsoft listen up we need to hear it we need to know what's going on you can't be so secretive folks you know, we're starved for information. Us Halo fans that have been with you and have stuck by you, we need to hear something, okay? And I'm I'm not talking, you know, like fans like me that have blogs and podcasts, but the general populace of Halo fans needs to know something. Now, people like me that have blogs and podcasts and so on, we need to know as well because that gives us more content to be able to give to our, our, our friends and fans and followers that also helps to keep the Halo brand and franchise alive. So, you know, this time around, you 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 just got to give us the info. You know, it builds, it, 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 builds it, the hype train, right? It, it 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 doesn't hurt anything. You know, for sure. Okay, uh, anything more about Spartan Ops, guys? Yeah, um,
1: I I played a lot extensively with you. Right. Just you know to get you know to play it and also get you know the uh, my rank up a little bit. Um, sure. It was great with the WXP and like that. Perk with the specialization, like
0: Right. Yeah, and yeah, now that you mention it, you're right. So when the game first came out, we could get uh double XP uh, through um Doritos or through Mountain Dew. And if you played matchmaking, you know, that could help you. But if you played Spartan Ops, I came to realize that um were matchmaking you could get maybe three thousand credits. In Spartan Ops you could get like six to seven thousand. Well now you get double XP, you double that. And if you have the perk that gives you uh additional XP, which was twenty percent more, you got that on top of it. So there were times where I was getting thirteen, fourteen thousand XP in a game. Easily. In just one game of Spartan Ops. Uh mm-hmm. and that is in part I didn't realize that until closer towards the end of my uh my march towards uh, you know, Spartan Rank 130. But uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I hit one thirty within forty days of it being launched. Because of all those additional credits. And that was a good thing that, you know, that got people to play Spartan ops. Unfortunately, with that big break that they had between week five and week six, when they put in the Virgin gaming contest, yeah. that kind of threw people off. And when it finally came back about four weeks later, not as many people came back to it. And people were also upset because of the, you know, the, the multiple uses of maps that they weren't as confident about the second half of the season, which was unfortunate because the, personally to me i think the second half of the season was much better the than the best. first half
1: yeah you know i mean i i really thought like i you know you can you can kill me later but okay. i wasn't i wasn't a huge fan of firefight after oh, after, oh, oh. after that stupid <laughs> that stupid vidmaster challenge i was done with firefight for a long time it what? just felt which one? Which one was that? I can't remember offhand. you remember how in Halo Three they had the vidmasters after ODST came out to recon? Sure. sure. And one was like last, you know, last to wave four set whatever. It was like it was like two hours worth of like. Oh yes.
0: People. Yes.
1: And you know sometimes you'd run out of lives like on the second to last
0: one. And oh, I remember the I remember the uh, it crashed on us I think once or twice and we were in like the last wave. Yeah, yeah. And it's that. like after 2 hours,
1: fuck you, man. Yeah, and I was like I'm not doing this again tonight. Um we got to take a break. But I <laughs> like I just feel like there wasn't anything. There wasn't a point to firefight. Right. At least in ODST, but in this it felt like firefight but there was like things that you had to do. You had to right. go over here and activate this. You had to do this. You had to go here. Right. It was but, a firefight like,
0: with a purpose.
1: Yeah, it was it was more so like interactive than just like
2: fighting wave after wave after wave after wave. Right. Exactly. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, I think you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? five was so good. I oh, loved it at first.
1: I loved it at first until we played that vidmaster, like, 19 times and that was it for me
0: i remember you and me and i can't remember i know hawkeye was in there and there was one other person i can't remember if it was daddy or not but hawkeye's internet crapped out on us when yep. we were like at the last part of it and you're like oh and if one person left that was it it was done because you had to have four people yeah and i think it reset it too if one person left the game you were done and yep. it was like son of a bitch this is an odst mind you oh my god yeah but uh well, hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully in the next game, three four three will incorporate firefight into this as well. I'd love to see the next game have campaign, firefight, Spartan Ops, and multiplayer. And since there's oh, going to be yeah. much more computing power, you know, and all that, I can't see why they couldn't give it to us.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, Grand was my be all and end all. Oh, that I was so fun. The, oh, I love
0: Grand Apocalypse. Yes. I to play Grand
2: twenty four hours a day. Yeah, that, that was awesome.
0: You know, now the one I'll be honest, the one that I that I didn't play so much, but that really was one of the more challenging one, was uh was the one that was all skirmishers. Skirmageddon. Oh. Oh, yeah, Holy yeah. shit, that was so tough. Yeah. But but that if you wanted a real challenge, that's what you played, man. That Skirmageddon was a real bastard. But it was fun though. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but we digress. Let's move on here. Anything else about Spartan Ops? Mm. No, not really not okay all right well let's let's talk about forge then uh forge definitely took a bit of a leap forward uh in that they included magnets in this one um, and magnets for those that aren't familiar uh essentially, just about every piece in Forge uh have these uh these little orange dots on them that represent magnets where you can stick them to other pieces. Uh, and so this way, if you want to get something aligned pretty darn close and you have magnets turned on, uh, that's going to do it for you. Um, and I thought it was a really good feature. Now, mind you, we, we kind of lost the ability for, uh, moving objects in the minutest, uh, you know, measurements, but magnets really kind of helped out in that respect. Also, we got three forge maps from the get-go. We had, uh, uh impact, erosion, and ravine so it was nice to see that we didn't have necessarily one big forge world like Halo reach had though i will say i would have loved to have that as well um you know because i there was a lot of stuff you could do with forge world because of it being so big uh but having these three different maps each one of them although much of the the map pieces the items were the same they were given uh their own kind of skins uh for instance in erosion uh, the base forge pieces kind of had this this brownish rusty kind of a, a color and you know, a little bit of moss on them. Uh, in Impact, they were really clean, uh, and they're similar to that in, in excuse me in Ravine as well. But the good thing is, is with each of these maps, they also had their map specific pieces. Personally, my favorite is Impact because there's so many. More pieces that you got in impact that were related to just that map that you could make some really cool stuff out of. Um, so I was very happy that we got that. Um, so let go ahead, you guys. I, I, I'll think. I'll think of some more things in the meantime. But w- what do you guys like about Forge and Halo Four?
2: To be honest, man, I, I, I haven't really done much in, in Forge. Um, no. Ah, oh, you need to. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big forger,
0: but um, okay. Yeah, no, I, I can't really contribute. That's okay. To that. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Well, let me let me go on. Now uh, we were we were also given Forge Island uh, or Forge World, uh, Forge Island. Yeah, and the cool thing about that was that was free. And within that, they gave us a piece that was called a green screen. So for those people that wanted to do machinimas, you could do something. You could build something in Forge. Uh, on that map and then you could put a green screen behind it so that if you wanted to uh, capture certain items you could do that and then bring them into a different video. So that was pretty cool and that's something that I hope carries forward to the next game uh, in any of the forge types. In fact really I kind of hope it carries over into any of the maps. Uh, The green screen really doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal to have as just a main piece for all the maps. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've enjoyed Forge. Um, I, it, it's strange that in Halo 3, I forged a lot. I had expected to forge a lot in Halo Reach, and I did a little bit, but nowhere near as much. But then I picked it back up again in Halo 4. And, uh, and I think that was in part because of the different maps that we had that we could choose from. Uh, and then the different feelings or the, the, not feelings, but the different look that you could get, uh, from, from each of these. Now, mind you, Reach gave us pretty much all gray items, and they were all Forerunner-type of islands uh, items, whereas in Halo 4, it's all UNSC stuff, but again, a little bit different skins on each one. Uh, when you come to the natural stuff, uh, for instance, rocks, the rocks on Ravine are completely different from the rocks that you see in uh, in. Impact and the ones that you see on impact versus erosion, while they're the same rocks, the skins are different, whereas uh, they kind of look like space rocks and they're rather clean in impact. On erosion, they have more of a brown feeling, and they've got this moss on it. So whenever you turn the rocks or move them in different positions, that moss moves around with it. So it'll be in a different position. So that's pretty cool. And it's the same effect as well on Forge Island. So I think they did a pretty good job with it. There might have been a couple of other things that I wish they would have included. For instance, uh, in Halo Reach, we had the opportunity to have a global... um, uh, aesthetic change that was a purple, uh, ball or a purple. It was a purple light, essentially not like the little mini lights you can put on the map, but it was a purple light that gave the, the map, uh, a much darker feeling. So it felt like it was either dusk or sometime at night. And that's something that I hope, uh, we'd get back or maybe something even better than that for the next game. Uh, certainly with forge, I would like to see this evolve more to something like, uh, the, um, oh, which was it, um, uh, Far Cry 3. They have a map editor where uh, you can have, uh, I believe it's daytime and nighttime, and you can certainly affect a lot of the terrain. And so that's something I want to see as a as a huge terrain editor where you can make the ground go higher or lower, you can add water, you can add more foliage, you can add mountains and hills and more rocks. And, you know, I want more interactivity and the ability to essentially create whatever map I want to, out of a base map. Uh, so hopefully that's something we'll get to see. But on the whole, I uh, I definitely enjoy Forge, and I find that I use this uh, version of Forge more than I ever did with Reach. <sighs> Excuse me. I see. Ooh. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, just making sure you all are awake. Bam! <laughs> but anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um So that's all I have to say about Forge. Do you guys have anything else to add? Otherwise, we'll move on.
1: No. not I mean, good, buddy. I... I've tried to forge, but just feel like I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, well, and then I just stop.
0: Y- you weren't ever <laughs> really there. a big forger in any there. of the games prior to this, were you? No, Yeah. No. I mean, I always enjoy like
1: like watching someone make a forge map. Like I think I have joined you and just hung around and just sure. watched you do it. I like watching people do it, but I just don't have the knack for it.
2: <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's, that's cool. I, well, just my, I just have no patience.
1: Yeah,
0: boy, that that might be it, too. Yeah. Well, I enjoy making them. I've made several ricochet maps now, too, so hopefully they'll get to see the light of day in matchmaking. But if not, at least they will within within Halo Fan for life. All right. Well, let's move on, then, to uh, our last big topic of the evening, and that is Halo 3 is now free if you're a gold member. Uh, And that's a gold member of Xbox Live, of course. Uh, So... They've been touting, and by they I mean Microsoft, have been touting that Halo Three was going to be free for the longest time, but they never gave us a real schedule as to when it was coming out. Finally, they you know they revealed it not too long ago, and today, meaning the sixteenth when this is being recorded of October, it's free. And I downloaded it. Now the one thing that I saw that didn't quite work is that it shows that the Mythic map packs uh, aren't downloaded. As well, and I already had those downloaded from when I bought Halo Three and when I bought those maps so i 'm curious because i 've also heard from two other people that that was the same case for them where they had already had the maps, but all of a sudden now they 're not there so i 'm curious. To know if that's happened to you guys, as well as any of you folks out there that are listening, have your Mythic Map Packs not come over with that? Because if they're already on your hard drive, they should be there, and that's where mine were, but all of a sudden, now they're not. So, I'm a little curious about I'm that. To, I'm trying to remember, what were the maps in the Mythic Map pack. uh Well, well Heretic Hacks was one map. of them. Heretic was one of them. That was the remake of Midship. Right. Uh, Longshore? You remember Longshore, the one that was the big pier? Yeah, see now here, and here's here's how I can easily say that I know I had the maps because I went into my file share, and lo and behold, there's a Longshore uh, video that I created. So right there, that shows you I had them. So why are these maps not there? I don't know. So you know, but I remember going through today after I downloaded Halo Three. I remember
2: seeing assembly. Um, and a couple of the other ones, some other packs. I just can't remember offhand if few other ones are there.
0: Well, that's your assignment then, fellas. That's your assignment tonight. Go and check it out and see if you got Mythic. And and I'll ask everybody else of that as well. If you have Mythic and it did not show up when you downloaded Halo 3, let me know. Because if that's the case, we need to let Microsoft know there's something wrong going on there. Well,
1: was (laughs) Mythic a downloadable map pack, or did it just come on the Mythic
0: disk for ODST? that's what i'm not sure and that's because what i, I need to find out
1: buying it is essentially as a map pack but i i have the mythic disk right in front of me
0: right so what i'm curious then is if you download that disk onto your drive as well will that count or will you still need to have that disk because if that's the case then making halo 3 for free is isn't going to matter so much if you want to play those mythic maps, because you're still going to need to have a disc in.
1: Was Orbital a part of that? Yes. Ah, See, what's funny is that my disc is scratched, and I haven't played Orbital in probably three to four years. (laughs) I really miss Orbital. Yeah, Orbital
0: Um, was a great map. And I'm hoping that with
1: this free version that's there, doesn't sound like it will be yeah we'll
0: see. yeah because it was part of the mythic now the thing is you can download both there was a there were two mythic map packs that came out and you can download them but it will cost you four ninety nine if you want to get them but it shouldn't cost you anything if you ask me at this point halo 3 all the map packs should be free the game's been out for six years now just come on just give it to us for free okay yeah exactly like halo 2 you know <laughs> but but regardless of that regardless of that I have to say that I am happy that Halo 3 is free. I don't really plan on playing the multiplayer part of it anyway, so the Mythic Map part really isn't a big deal. If I want to go and play those maps, I'll probably just do it as customs, and I'll I'll get the, my disc and load it in there. It's just a little bit more of a pain in the ass. What I'm really happy for is that I can just go into the campaign anytime I want, and that's really what I'm happy for it for because there is theater for Halo 3. <laughs> Which is a game that came out six years ago, and Halo Four doesn't have it. Hmm. Anyways, let's get back to Halo Three being free. <laughs> so when I finally had this downloaded and uh, and I um, I loaded the game up for the first time earlier today. Well, not the first time, but the first time in you know many years. I couldn't believe the rush of emotion, feeling, nostalgia, if you want to call it, that came to me when the startup screen came up, you yeah. know, and there was Master Chief on that blue background and there was Marty O'Donnell's music. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, I i felt like I was back home again. It gives me chills just thinking about it right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, just hearing, hearing the monk chant and seeing the classic armor You know, it just, again, I just felt like I was back home. And, folks, if you don't have that game or or you came into Halo late and you never got the chance to play it, do yourselves a huge favor and download that game. If it's been years since you have played it, again, do yourselves a favor, since it's free for gold members, download it. The only thing it's going to cost you is some space on your hard drive. And I think it's like five and a half gig. So if you got the room, yeah, you you got the room, do yourself a favor download it it's totally worth it because again it's free you know um you know uh a good portion of those maps there are with it already i know cold storage is still free um i think a couple of the other map packs are free as well i think the only ones in fact that cost money right now might be those mythic map packs so if that's the case man grab all that shit that you can that's free you know um and who knows maybe mythic will be free eventually. But even if it's not the fact that you can play campaign anytime you want without a disc, the fact that you can play a majority of, um, matchmaking that's still in Halo three, you know, for free. Why not? You know,
2: um, I think me and you were, me and
0: you were talking about it. Uh, how when, as soon as you put up that
2: disc and you hear Martin O'Donnell's music, as soon as you hear anything by Martin O'Donnell on the Halo series, yeah, you Recognise it as Halo. Oh
0: yes, and that's
2: that. That was a part of the ambience, and that was a part of such a huge part of, of what made such a great game. Right. So that to have that to have it again just brought you back to those early memories ten years ago, or two thousand seven, I should say, for Halo three. But right. But going back to CE, going back to Halo two, just get memories of nostalgia. Right. Um, different different times you're playing with your friends, just
0: all came flowing back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the unfortunate negative aspect of this is that Halo 4 will likely once again take another population hit, at least in the short term. But what what makes that bad is, you know, if Halo 3 picks up popularity again and it strips away some people from Halo 4, then you also have to look, what's happening next month? PS4 and Xbox One are coming out. Uh-huh. So... Halo 4 is going to take yet another hit. you got Call of Duty Ghosts that's coming out. Another hit. So, who you know. It's going to be a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of a ghost town, wasn't too. that a map in Halo 3? Yeah. That was. was a frick. I love that map. <laughs> yeah. But there's so, so many the maps.
1: There's so many maps in Halo 3 where you, when you think about it, you're just like, man, I remember all the good games of the Islander. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, like know, Standoff. Oh, oh God, Standoff. Man. Stand off, bear me by the tree by the ridge, man, yeah, yep. Standoff was so guys. great, that was great for vehicle, you know whenever you had a gosh hog, you could just tear some ass. I you know I remember having even just a regular goss hog on there, you know no matter who was gunning, usually it was like it was like me and and Hawkeye, or it might have been me and you or but whoever it was, I was usually driving. I would drive, swear to God, I would drive the same freaking path around that whole map. I would barely deviate, and yet. These dumb people that we were playing against couldn't figure that shit out. Man, we would be tearing so much ass up from that, you know? Yeah. And I love that map. Um, how about, how about uh, Sand Trap? Whenever you had the elephants, which, by the way, why don't we have stuff like that in Halo 4? If not elephants, then mammoths. My God, mammoth! a mammoth could be a part of a map, even if it's stationary. It doesn't move. That would be a great base to take over, like in Dominion, or be something great to use for BTB. But anyways in, stand, uh, in a sandbox or a sand trap when you had those elephants if you were playing ctf for instance do you remember how many times i would rush like hell go over and steal the other elephant and bring it back to our base yeah. and that other team was going to get our shit and they would realize halfway through that oh my god our base is halfway over to their side they're driving our flag away you know and they're like, holy shit, you know, oh, my God, so many times we did that and so many times it worked, you know. And then when it came time to cap cap the flag, it was a matter of just jumping to the other w- elephant, grab the flag, jump back, jump to get the other one, jump back. It was like one, two, three, and it was done, you know. That's Yes, that's another one. Rat's nest, going straight through, straight you know, it, it, straight through mid, you know, and just you know, destroying anybody that because most other people just seem to like go around. They would grab yeah. the warthogs or the mongoose and they'd go around the outsides. Meantime, we're running through the middle. We take out anybody in the base, we grab the flag, we're running back, and they're like, "What the hell just happened?" You know, like there's five, been times two, we got all three caps in under two minutes, right?
1: Yeah, there was one game in particular that I still want to find that our record was a minute and 41 seconds for three caps. I think it was three. It might have been five. I think it was three. It was though. three.
0: It was three. Yeah.
1: But, but I mean, just, come I loved, on, you know. I just loved being like, like, because we would all, every single person, nobody would grab a vehicle. Yep. It would be like five to eight people, depending on the playlist. Right. All going down the middle. And you'd have, like, two people who came down the middle who just got destroyed. Yes. Destroyed. They Like, they didn't know what hit them. And then we're just like, okay, let's go. You know, everybody, it, it, it seemed like a, you know, just it seemed like everybody knew what their what their purpose was, right?
0: What their and- role was, what they had to do. And you know what? That's part of what I miss when it comes to Halo Four because I just don't get those same feelings. You know, it happens sometimes from time to time, depending on who I'm playing with. But you know, I kind of have to really become the leader there and say, "Okay, you're taking the, you're taking the sniper, you're taking the mantis, you're doing this." And I don't really want to have to tell people what to do when we're just playing a video game. When it was us playing in Halo Three, we just knew what we had to do. We grew to new. We grew. We played with. We game with each other so much that we knew our strong points and our weak points, and we all knew what we were better at doing. And so we all played to our strengths, and we kicked ass, man. Yeah. You know. And and I gotta
2: I'm good. I, I got to be honest. You guys can have your rats in I'll just take Snowbound. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cut some flack for that. Uh-huh. But I love
0: it. Oh Snowbound. no, that's good, man. No, man, Snowbound was fun. By the way, hey. Did sure. d- did you know uh Kiwi? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Kiwi, did you know on it's Snowbound right. that there was actually a Canadian loony, that's their dollar, that's buried in that map? Oh really? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see? Now that's your mission for tonight. You need to go find that. Where you'll find that at folks, is it's at bottom mid, uh, where all of the different tunnels come into. You'll see this little gold disc that's buried in under the ice. Uh, under the floor. That's actually a Canadian loony. Okay? Um, and it was kind of put in there as a joke. Now, to add a little bit more to the mystique of that, when Mega Blocks, when they had the license for Halo, when they made their snowbound set, they included a one by one round tile that was supposed to be the loony. So, and because they're a Canadian company, that's why they did it. Because when they went to 343 with the idea. Of making snowbound, excuse me, of making snowbound, and they showed him this little thing. Frank O'Connor was like, you know, you guys are thinking about this just a little too much. But it's a fun little thing, yeah. you know. So that so that's a neat little tidbit, a neat little thing there. That's that's your mission, folks. Go check that out if you haven't seen it already. You can find it on Google, I'm sure, but it's better to actually look for it in the game and find it yourself. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that map. Now there were many times on that map in particular where there was the one turret that was in between two of the snow walls that I, you could get just behind it and it wouldn't shoot you and you could hide there. Yeah. And then when people would come to that, that yeah. base that was by there, they'd come by that base. Oh, they'd yeah. go to get that flag. You, you would pop out, you'd nade the shit out of them. You know, you, you, and they wouldn't know what the hell hit them, you know, and they would try to shoot you. But if you were just enough behind that, uh, that turret, the turret would take the damage instead of you. Yeah. You know, oh my it's god, there's good. you know, that's that's what I miss about Halo is there were so many things, Halo three in particular, so many maps that we could go on and talk about forever, about different experiences that we had, different and, and we had I mean we could talk about very specific games. Yeah. I can't do that with Halo 4. No. You know? No, no, I you know right. I mean I'd really have to give it some thought. Were there any games that really stood out that much? And that's the kind of stuff that I miss. That Halo needs to have brought back into it. You know, yeah. um, it was
1: just it was just such a simple simple game. Like there wasn't any like confusion or this right. did this or hey, if you do this, this does this. It's like right. this is what it is. You have everyone starts out with the same thing. Right. You're on an even playing field, and those people that know how to use it are will, better. Will, right. We'll we'll be better. There right. There's a skill right. gap that.
0: Right. And, and that and that that makes sense. And that's why again, this the new iteration of Halo needs to have rank and social. And rank needs to be much more closer to the classic Halo that we know, so that you get that feeling. This way, those people that want classic Halo have it in ranked. Those people that want to have all this new stuff, they can have it in social. If you want to play both, then you have that opportunity. It's a very simple thing. I just, I don't get why uh, it seems to be hard for uh, either certain community members or 343 to understand that. I just don't get it. Why is why can't that be implemented? I just, I don't know. It's beyond me.
2: Halo, Halo 3 became like a, um, between the really, really good players, the, the pro players, um, became like a rock, scissors, paper kind of game. You know, even even when it came down to equipment, so someone pulls out a bubble shield, okay, well, I'm going to cancel that with, with another piece of equipment, or I'm going yeah. to use it to regen, so <laughs> I'm going to do this, to down the region. That was the best thing about three was it was very everything required a a, a semi different approach to, to the way you engage in an encounter with someone else. Yeah.
0: Whereas Reach and and Four, kind four, of lost four. Death, Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing That's that right. I the thing that I like that uh is missing from Halo Four that was in Halo Three, and it even was in Halo Reach too, is um is weapon spawning and weapon control um you know you knew when you were on a certain map if it had rockets on it you knew when it was going to spawn where it was going to spawn and it was always going to be there at those times and at that place so you played your team and your tactics and your strategies towards that so you knew hey it's a minute away you know i mean how many times would i call out you know one minutes to rocks you know so we would know okay in what we in between now and then we got to hustle over to that area we got to hold that area we got to take the rockets and then we're good for another 3 minutes until the next rocket spawn but once we get those rockets we can you know we can kick some ass for a bit with that and it was the only rocket that was on the map yeah. It wasn't like yeah. some noob who got lucky with a few kills got ordnance drops and got rockets and now you don't know who the hell's got rockets. I mean how the hell is that fair? You know? Yeah. You want to make it more accessible to, to the lesser skilled players, but what you're doing is is you're throwing away those that have real skill and want to play a skilled competitive Halo game. You know, that that's not the way to go, folks. You know? You gotta keep Halo at its core, and that's what Halo three is. So I'm absolutely, you know, happy that Halo 3 is out. I know that I'll play it for a while. Um, I'll probably play more of the campaign, not so much the uh, multiplayer. But regardless, the fact that it's there, um, Bungie posted a tweet today, in fact, uh, mentioning it, and I had to reply to them that, you know, uh, thanks to them that I still consider them the greatest and so on. And, uh, you know, it was just nice that they uh, they were still uh, recognizing Halo, you know. Um let me see here. There was one other thing. Okay. Are we done on Halo 3? Because I have one other thing I did want to mention. Is there something else you guys wanted to say? Well, I just want to say that
1: I, I definitely miss... This kind of ties into what we talked about earlier with AGL. I definitely miss the intensity and the hype. And, like, these pro Halo 3 players were rock stars. Like yeah, at least at least in great. the gaming world like halo 3 propelled those kids to like crazy crazy famous for playing a
0: game right there's yeah. insane yeah. amount of numbers and insane viewers and it's just and and think about think about the uh, the people or the companies that were backing it you know I mean you Dr. could see Pepper, yeah drag
1: gum like so many like uh, I think it was like Gillette or some razor company but it yeah. was
0: just like top tier businesses
1: you know, you know, and it's just like I don't. I don't know if we're ever going to get back to that. Like that's like the glory days. Like most people see that as the glory days of competitive video games.
0: And the only way that that's going to happen again is Halo has to get back to the core of what Halo is. Okay, yeah. and, and if it doesn't do that, it's not. It's not going to. Uh, it's not going to be what it once was. Now, if you'll give me just a second here, I want to read you guys. A reply from a uh, from a new uh, a new subscriber to the blog. He just posted. Uh, hold on one second. He just posted. Hey, what's that? Just just, just for you. To carry on. So I've got a question for you. What would you
2: do if Halo Three, now being free, had such an impact on the Halo Four community that? The majority of the Halo Four players that are there now suddenly flood to Halo Three for an extended period of time. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. I, I know, I know, I know. You're focused there. You probably wouldn't. I know you're saying you probably wouldn't play much multiplayer.
0: Yeah,
2: and you mainly be based on campaign. But wouldn't that entice you to maybe take over Halo Three again?
0: Would it, well, I mean, would, certainly. You know, if the majority of the people are there playing, I I would certainly uh go over and play, you know, some multiplayer of it. Um you know, uh how much more? I mean, I would play I would play more if more people were there, but I don't want to totally give up on Halo 4 again because, you know, Halo 4 is the current game and it's, you know, and it's 343s and that's who has the license now. So, you know, as much as I loved and enjoyed Halo 3 and still do, um like I said, in, in order to consider the 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 viability, the sustainability, and the popularity of the game and the franchise, uh, we still need to devote some time uh, to the new game. I would go the back reason. to a heartbeat. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. To, to, be honest, to, to be honest, I think
2: I would too. I'm only saying this because when I jumped on this morning after I finished downloading it, which is the last time I got up to look at it, um, the population was already at about three thousand nine hundred, uh-huh. I, I, I believe it was, and that's not bad considering at that, that time would have been, sitting uh, at about seven o'clock my time in the morning, so seven o'clock PM for you guys. Right, um, that's not bad numbers considering that the last time I looked at Halo Four. The most people that are on at that time was fifteen thousand, and that right. will just be downloading Halo Three now.
0: Right, and so when you're talking about so, a game that's been out for six months and it's got half the population of the current game, it really makes you think. All right, let me let me read this let me read this reply here, guys, and tell me what you think about it afterwards. Okay, <clears throat> okay. So th- this was in reply to the post that I did about uh, the two hour conversation I have with Robowski from PGCR, uh, and this is about the upcoming podcast we're going to do. So uh, the reader, his name is Chad, he writes this. He says, I can't wait for this one. I hope that someone at 343 is listening to all the feedback on the Waypoint forums and throughout the community. And I really, really hope that someone at 343 has the brass to tell Microsoft to give them the necessary amount of time and money to make Halo the right way with all the things Halo 4 lacks across the board, which we were all accustomed to. Meaning, you know, all the things we like theater, for instance, and and not to copy and paste other FPS mechanics and gimmicks into the Halo or into the next Halo in a vain attempt to win over the COD kids. That does not work. It kills the community that was built up over the previous games is what it does. Sure, Halo 4 sold more than any previous title, but the sad shape of matchmaking numbers, or lack thereof, and the endless threads, YouTube videos, tweets, and podcasts pointing out what we expect and what went wrong speak volumes as to the fact that Halo needs to stay true to itself and not become some generic hodgepodge of other games wearing a Mjolnir mask. Folks, that Uh in a nutshell is what I'm trying to tell you that's yeah. what i've been saying that's what we've been talking about in the last few podcasts that's what we've been saying i've been saying on the blog that this this particular reader really hit just about everything in a nutshell you know it, you know if 343 doesn't acknowledge the community's concerns but not just acknowledge them but actually do something true and meaningful you know, to change the direction of the way halo's going Halo's not going to ever become popular again, and it might just even die.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm
0: surprised.
1: I'm surprised. I'm honestly really surprised that they think that they can compete with COD. They can in a sense, but people who are diehard COD, who've never played a Halo game, are never going to play a Halo game no matter what you do to it. That's right. And it just seems it just seems like off base and off touch. Like they know how much money this game can make. Like consistently over time, they know how much money this game can make. And to put the money and resources into it to do that is something that they need to do. And I don't know why Halo Four. It, it's clear that and apparent to me at least. I was thinking this earlier the week in in the week that Microsoft was the. I, I really think Microsoft was the one to blame here. Yeah.
0: I'll agree with you. Know, I think
1: that, too, yeah, yeah, for the uh, most part. True. They they didn't give 343 enough time and enough resources, it seems, to really make this game what it should be. It was like, we got to get this out. Black Ops 2 is coming out. You know, other titles are coming out. We really have to, you know, you know, have this out. I mean, just this past week, Watch Dogs, which was a highly anticipated game, said, you know what? We're going to oh, yeah. delay the release. And make sure the game is polished before it comes out. <laughs> I, I would rather have that than yep.
0: have a terrible game. Right. You know, it's and funny you sports mentioned sports. that one. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, one of my friends posted that on on Twitter, and I replied to it saying, you know, I can think of 343 reasons uh, why that should happen, and they kind of replied back with a LOL on that. You know, but but it's true. You know. Um, now going back to what you were saying about the resources. I um, I confronted Halo Waypoint uh, earlier in the week uh, in regards to theater and why didn't we have it. There was a long Twitter discussion, let's say, to put it nicely, that I had with Duststorm from Partacular as well as his co-host Brent. And then H- Halo Waypoint got in on it on one point, you know, and I asked them a straight question. I said, you know, theater, why don't we have it? A Amater found it. Why isn't it there? And they basically said, and you'd have to really search through the tweets to find it, but they basically said that that they didn't have the resources or the bandwidth. Okay, folks, for them to say that is complete and utter bullshit, and it's not something we fans or consumers need or want to hear. If you don't have the resources, then you've got to say, Microsoft, we need the resources. We need more people. We need to have more time. If you don't have the bandwidth, which I don't understand for theater, I I just don't get that because, you know, maybe it's because you know, well, you know, if you want to try and copy stuff off from Halo Waypoint, well, if you need more bandwidth for that, or if you need it on the servers on Xbox, then you get it. You are Microsoft. You're a division of Microsoft. (laughs) If if Halo is microsoft's franchise game then there should be no excuses why we can't have theater for instance that's just one thing but why we can't have it and and there's no reason the public leans to hear you know we don't have the we didn't have the resources and we didn't have bandwidth even though they go on to say you know as much as we would want to yeah 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 you want a tour yes or no but you made a decision not to have that in when you decided to put in other things in the game that didn't need to be now that'll be discussion in the podcast it's coming up, coming up next week. I don't want to get too far into it because I would go on for another two hours, and we're already almost at two hours now. Right. I call BS on the bandwidth. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So let me uh, let me talk about uh, – um, BS wh- on the resources. Oh, yeah. Oh, I call no BS way. on both
2: of them. There's no way that you can tell me. I remember an article ages ago. I can't. Don't quote me because I can't quote the article. But I believe that an article when something like we were given like an open checkbook. Right. Halos. They can't blame the fact that the net resources when you when they say stuff well, like that. You just can't.
1: It is time a resource? Because that could be true in terms. It has of, to be.
0: Okay. Um, well, we so even if it's time, so so then you you hire more temporary people that you need to to get the game done. Yeah. You know I, the way I it think, needs to be.
1: I I honestly think that Halo Four was Microsoft saying, "Okay, we've purchased the rights from Bungie." We're gonna give this a test. You get a certain amount here. Like I don't, I don't buy the whole open checkbook thing um, because no, nobody with a budget does that. And I'm positive Microsoft has a budget that they were like, okay, here's X amount of money. Make it happen within this time. And with the the studio that they had, they did what they could. Right
0: now, that's shows. not. But you know what? That's not to say we should give 343 a complete free pass either because I believe that they still made certain decisions internally that affected the the game itself that were not so good. Um, You know, I, I certainly believe that Microsoft, press them, maybe push them to do too much too fast and they couldn't get it all done. But I still think that there were things that they trimmed off from the game that could have been there. Again, I'll point to things like theater and certain game types like race, that the coding is there. It's actually present in the game. And essentially all they need to do is open those things up and allow us to play them. That why weren't they included? They gave us two discs at launch, so you can't tell me, you know, with any kind of a serious face that there wasn't room enough to add those simple features, you know. Theater is something that's been there since Halo 3, again, a game that's been out for six years now, and it was there in ODST, it was in there in Reach, why not Halo 4? Race was a loved game type in uh, in uh, Halo 3 as well as uh, Halo Reach, you know, so you can't tell me that we couldn't have got those, you know, Stockpile and... Um and the Skull one, again, I can't I ever seem to remember that one. Those were found to be, the coding is there on the Halo 4 disc. So why can't we have those ones? You know, Headhunter, that's what it's called. So it just doesn't make sense, you know. All right, let me get to this tweet then that I had last night. I had several tweets that I was tweeting out to various people that work for 343. And in some fashion or another, I was asking them, and, and in this particular one, this was to Josh Menkey. Uh, and he's a a designer for 343. I asked him, I said, Hi, Josh, is there any news about the next Halo game to to be revealed soon? We fans are starved for info. So he replies, Not that I'm aware of. Stick with Halo Waypoint for all your Halo news. And he added Halo Waypoint. So Halo Waypoint then, they reply back to both of us, and they say, We're not discussing future projects at this time. When we are, you will definitely know it. Okay, so I replied, Waiting too long long to put out some kind of info is hurting the franchise, folks. You need to understand that. We fans want to support you, but you've got to give us something more to go on. With respect, those kinds of Corporate responses don't jive with consumers. You've got to start hyping this ASAP. And I firmly believe that. If they say, as they've been saying, that the next Halo game is going to be out next year, you'd have to pretty much assume it's probably going to be out in November. Okay, so we're just about in a year out from that. Now, the last time we heard anything about another Halo, not including Spartan Ops, not including the Game of Year edition, and not including the Halo 3 being free, but the actual new game was at E3, and all that was was a video that showed Master Chief in some form of a desert with some form of a Forerunner construct, and and that's all it was. They didn't even say that that was a Halo game. They just said that shows what we can do for graphics in the next Xbox. Okay, here we are four to five months later. We've not heard anything about the next Halo game, whether it's called Halo 5 or not, we don't really care. Fans really, that's not going to be that big of a deal. If you call it Halo 5, well, that's what we expect. If you call it something different, whatever. We all know that it's the next Halo game, whatever, you know. But we need to hear something. That, on top of that, what about the TV show? We've not heard anything, again, since E3. Is Steven Spielberg still producing this or not? You know, when Don Matrick, who was a real good friend of Steven, uh, Steven Spielberg, left Xbox... That left a lot of people wondering, is Spielberg still going to continue on with this TV show or not? Again, without saying anything, not giving any hint clue, not giving any info hype, anything, it makes us... Us, the hardcore Halo fans that have stuck with you for years, really worried and concerned about the future of Halo. So, if you continue to not say anything, if you continue to censor your employees and not and have them not say anything, and if you continue to give us these bullshit corporate responses, you are going to find that we, even the hardcore Halo fans, will start to look elsewhere. Yeah, i i I hope
1: uh, I, I hope that they're just not saying anything because. The Xbox One is coming out soon, you know, but I I imagine we hopefully, I mean, this is me being optimistic. We hear something by December, but I I definitely think that right now, for sure, they need to say something to get people enthusiastic and fired up about the next game
0: it can be just about anything at this point just give us something throw us a small bone something that lets us know that the hype train is starting and we can start to look forward to more information the longer and longer that they wait the the more and more people are just going to jump ship you know i was talking the other day uh and i mentioned to you guys as well before the podcast for the first time in my gaming life i've considered Just considered buying a Call of Duty game. Now, Zach, you know how big that is for me. Yeah. Hey, just say the word and I'll I'll join you. Yeah, I I know you will. (laughs) But, you know, and part of the reason why I never went to Call of Duty is because I had real life... Uh, Service in the U.S. Navy, and so I saw those kinds of things in real life. And it's a bit different, folks, when you actually experience, you know, death, dismember, not that I died, of course, but seeing people die, uh, dismemberment, people being shot, and seeing all that—that's a bit different. So you don't really want to see that again in a video game. But I am now nearly 22 years out from seeing actual combat. That maybe I can actually consider playing a game with that kind of realistic content, maybe. But the fact that I'm even considering it just tells you that there's something wrong. Now, Destiny, that's another thing. I've been contacted by several of my friends, my fans, my readers, whatever you want to call them, that have all asked me, are you going to start a Destiny Halo, uh, Destiny Fan for Life blog? And now I've seriously started to consider it. So my thing is Halo Fan for Life is good up, up until next September. Uh, 343 has until that time to really get the hype machine going, to get me excited about it, to get me to want to continue to blog about it. Otherwise, I may just end Halo Fan for life, and I don't want to do that. I have I already have two years vested into this. I thoroughly enjoy it, but 343 really, really needs to pay attention to what all of the community is saying, not just me, not just another podcast, but the whole of the community, you know, most of us most of us that are the vocal ones are not happy with the direction of it. Just take a look on the Halo Waypoint forums and you'll find a cool. plethora of threads of people just not happy in varying degrees with what's going on. And not hearing anything new about the new game or not hearing any significant changes to this current game to make it better or to reflect what the fans want is just not the right thing, you know, it's, it's not something 343 3 should be doing, they need to do more, they need to do better, and it needs to be meaningful, and it needs to be a lot.
1: Yeah, well, one thing One thing that I think they could do is they could say, like you were doing yesterday, like over Twitter, they could say, Halo 5 confirmed to have blah blah blah, <laughs> or confirmed, you know, whatever, yeah. or, you know, give us a date and say, hey, we're gonna have a beta, and it's gonna be on this date, look forward to it, or You know, it's, I've said this many times, we've talked about this many times, game, the next game needs a beta, and it needs a public beta. Yes. No more, like, no more of this exclusive community
0: crap. It wasn't even community. It was all Xbox, or uh, all Microsoft employees. See, that was what was bad about that beta, you know, they said, well, and, and that was another thing, see, we're getting into stuff that I wanted to talk about for next week, but that's okay. Um. The, the fact that Frank O'Connor said trust us. Uh, buddy, that word, you better not even say that again, man, because I will just want to bitch slap you. Sorry. But I don't trust you anymore, okay? Yeah. Don't don't give us that trust us bit. You know, you said trust us, you did the beta, and it was all Microsoft employees. Of course, you're not going to get the kind of feedback you need because Microsoft employees aren't going to say much bad because they don't want to lose their jobs. Of course, yeah. so they're not going to say much bad. You give it to the public out here. your real Halo fans. And by the way, I said this before, and I said it on Twitter. All you you need to do in particular for me, because I can only speak towards me on this. Look at my Halo career. You'll see how many games and how much time I spent in Halo 3, Halo Reach, Halo H T, and Halo 4. And you'll see I played a shit ton of all those games. So I am certainly one of those that would be qualified to speak to you know a, a game and, and how it's running, at least with regards to Halo. So if you're not going to give a public beta beta for everybody, then damn sure you should include you know, your hardcore community, whether that's community leaders, whether that's the average everyday fan, whomever, as long as it's fans that have put in a lot of, a lot of time that they, they can be justified as being people that, you know, you would choose for your beta. Uh, certainly. I agree though. It needs to be public because there's so much more data that can be stripped from that, uh, from a public one that can be taken from hundreds of thousands of people versus, you know, 5,000 or whatever it was from Microsoft. And again, We're going to give you our straight-up opinion as opposed to, you know, uh, Microsoft employees possibly being fearful of losing their jobs. Yeah, or someone who's, like, close, like, to the community who doesn't want to lose that
1: favor that they have. So they're not going to say anything negative or they're going to say anything like, you know, oh, it's good, but it could be, you know, you could do this, but it's good. You know, I like it. Right. I I, I feel like you'll get more of a response, like you said, with a public beta. You'll get more people playing it, and you'll get more feedback. And ultimately, it'll show in the numbers once right. it gets
0: released. Exactly,
2: the, exactly. The, the, the problem is that, okay, the window that they've got to do this beta, realistically, they've only got about eight months. It's right. a really, really short time frame. I mean, by the time that Destiny launches this, which is supposed to be about April, their beta is apparently going to be in January. Yeah. So if they're going to have a beta... The, the window for their beta would have to be March, April, if they're going to do a beta.
0: Even if it was June, but, but still, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, they, is if that's the case, then, you know, you're only talking about five, six months away. So, yes, we need to start hearing something. you think so.
2: I, I mean, the way that the way that Bungie have done with, with, with the beta, with pre-ordering the game, you get access to the beta. Why haven't 343 looked at something like that? Get their hype train going now yeah. people will be happy. You know, yeah. I
0: mean, that's is something they could do. Certainly. Uh, See, that's the kinds of things that, that we talk about when we say they need to take some things from other games. We're not talking about taking game mechanics. We're talking about those things that are successful ventures that don't affect Halo gameplay, but that can certainly affect the popularity, you know, and that kind of thing and the hype. Um, you know again, we talked about gta five They had five years of development that's the kind of thing you need to consider. You need to have a game that's in development for a long enough time that you get the game that you that really needs to be put out there as opposed to rushing uh You look at destiny putting out you know the pre order uh beta you know that's the kind of thing you want to take. You don't want to make the same game as somebody else you know now, that said, you also when with regards to you know well if they say well well, then, that means we don't want to make Bungie's game. Well, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you don't want to make a completely different franchise's game. You do want to continue Halo with what it is at its core. And Halo at its core is what Bungie created. It's not what you guys created. You guys created, uh, as the other as my reader posted, a uh, hodgepodge. You know, and yeah. in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel like Halo. Well, it's like I don't know why they're so quick to
1: forget what made them what what gave them this franchise in general that's right like it's 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 not bad if you want to be like bungie you're still 343 your name is still on the hey, game right But yeah you're, it's
0: definitely not a bad thing you know you're
1: taking note of what's good and what people like that's nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i don't
0: I, keep, I, mean, I keep I, saying they need to build off the franchise not break it down and rebuild it into their own image yeah.
2: Look, of, of course, Judy could be a successful franchise like that for five years, not changing basically anything. Get the same gameplay mechanics. People still buy that game. It doesn't make it a bad thing if you keep the same sort of core gameplay. They don't have to change that much. They should be proud of the fact that Bungie created such a good game. They gave them the blueprint.
0: Why Absolutely. The blueprint and 10-plus years of development prior to and they also gave him all of the assets. So why did they need to change that? Up, uh, you know what? We, we we better start to end it here because again, I'm getting more into the topics that we're going to talk about in next week's multicast. So uh, we've already run over two hours and 12 minutes now. So um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up, fellas, Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So uh, before we leave, then uh, let's hear from both of you. Uh, Zach, why don't you start and plug whatever you need to. Yeah, feel free
1: to uh, give me a follow on Twitter. It's at the Halo Array, or send me a uh, message or friend request on Xbox Live. Always looking for more people who play Halo, um, specifically Halo Four. I'll also play Halo Three if you're into that. Uh, Gamertag is slightly different than the Twitter. It's the Halo Array with a zero for the O.
0: And uh, Martin. Cool, you can follow
2: me at the Halo Opinion, no spaces. Um, my game is at XXL, QMPS. Um, Send me a friend request as well, if you like. Um, always keen to, especially uh, international um, members of the community as well, who, who love Halo as much as what we do. Um, definitely keen to game with other Aussies and uh, sort of Pacific Rim uh, people as well. So, yeah, give us your help.
0: All right, folks. And again, uh, this is Sal, otherwise known as Halo Fan for Life. Uh, I have HaloFanForLife.com You can find me on Twitter at the same name, Halo Fan for Life. Uh, I've got a Facebook fa- Facebook page. You can find me there. Same thing as well. And uh, we thank you once again for joining us. A little bit longer than last week's podcast, but uh, hopefully it was a good one. We did have a lot of positive things to say about Halo Four. And I know towards the end we started going a different route, but you know, uh, hopefully we've given you enough to chew uh, chew on and uh, think about. And uh, we look forward to. Uh, You coming back and hearing us next week. Again, next week will be a special podcast, which will be uh, ourselves uh, along with uh, Post Game Carnage Report and uh, several other Halo community members. Uh, Once again, we thank you all. And for Martin, Zach, and myself, uh, thank you. And we are out of here.